0: And welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kenicky. Today's show is our end-of-the-year, year-in-review, game-of-the-year 2014, even though it's 2015 right now, show. And my guests are the same guests as last year. I was able to get them back, Matt Jaguar and Zach Fleeman. Hi, guys.
1: How's it going? good to be back with my uh, biannual friends. Yes.
0: (laughs) As I like to call you guys, Gamers on the Go East and Gamers on the Go West, even though Zach is like three hours west. Doesn't really count. (laughs) But you're west for me, damn it. And in terms of PAXs, like Zach's a PAX Prime and and Matt's a PAX East, so that's, that's how I think of you guys now. Yeah,
1: I'm a good West Coast correspondent. I'll take that. Yeah, there we go.
0: The westest of coasts. (laughs) <laughs> um, anyway, so we are here to talk about uh, the best handheld games of this year. Um, we're going to do it pretty, uh, relatively short. I mean, I have, I've been going through the five days of Giant Bomb Game of the Year stuff with all of their crazy categories that covers so many games. And while I think that is really interesting and fun to listen to, um, I do not want to do that. Um, so I think we can just have a discussion, kind of like what we did last year, of just discussing games that we really liked, and then uh, at the end we'll we'll go into our top fives, and then I, I suppose if we want to, we can we can pick an overall number one. Uh, but I, from our discussions before the podcast, it sounds like we have some pretty differing lists. Uh, yeah, I
2: think we should just stick to our top five. Yeah, it was a good handheld year.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, it, it really was, and it kind of. It's interesting because I would consider this kind of a down year for video games in general. What, what do you guys think?
1: Of course. Yeah, it was, but I hated this. <laughs> like, video games suck so bad right now. I can't stand, like, Far Cry 4 I was kind of excited for, but then it launched with every bit of problems it had, and so did everything else this year. And actually, I really just have sucked into my own Nintendo hole. Like, I just play Nintendo games now, and... I, I like being that siloed idiot that doesn't know anything about AAA releases. <laughs>
3: uh, that That's fair.
0: Um, yeah, the, the I,
2: new... I, I really want to know where you guys find the time to play all these games, because I have not been disappointed. I enjoyed everything that I've played this year, but it's been like just a very small amount. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I've enjoyed... Uh, the biggest game probably I enjoyed this year was Shadows of Mordor, uh, like on the, on the grand big yeah, boy pe- consoles. Oh. People seem to
1: like that one, yeah. I, I yeah, do
2: not. It's absolutely just... Uh, just incredible. Uh, even if you're not a Middle-Earth kind of guy, uh, I am, but man, that that is just an absolute game, even though it kind of poops all over the entire uh, original uh, book trilogy, but still, I, I quite enjoyed it.
0: Man, I I just did not have fun with that game. I don't know if it's yeah. that I am just exhausted of Assassin's Creed-style open-world games or what, yep. but I I tried playing that, and I got to the mission where you have to stealth and poison the grog for the first time, and I just kept getting seen, and I'd have to restart the mission over again. And I got really bored and sick of it, and was not having any sort of fun.
2: Uh, you just need to go after the orcs. You just gotta go after the war chiefs and the
0: yeah the captains. The that's, the, the that's nemesis really system the thing the that they made is is actually really impressive. Um. I yeah. And I had a lot of fun with that, but the game. That's itself, the one
1: thing I would really, really want to go back to that game for, or try it out at least. I haven't even started it, but yeah, yeah I love I love games that you can carve your own story with. I don't know, creating your nemesis. That sounds so fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, Zach. To your point, um, I've been playing Far Cry Four throughout this uh, this vacation now, and I've been having a great time. My only problem with it is that the uh, that my it. Uh, crops my screen and there's no place to fix that in the video options of the console releases mm. so i i just have to deal with this slightly zoomed in crop screen and it sucks because it, it cuts you off. just
1: have to deal with with the ubisoft games yeah
0: i mean and far cry 4 is is easily easily got it the best out of ubisoft games this year uh, yeah because there were some rough ones well, what
2: about uh, Titanfall? weren't you all hyped
1: for that?
0: Nope, I do not own it. I have not played it. Oh,
1: okay. Nope. That game looked... Nope um, that was a that was a fun that was a fun two weeks of conversation on the internet. It, it was
2: nice. I, I tried the beta and it was really fun. But yeah, I don't know. It just never stuck with me and never really wanted to seek it out afterwards. Yeah, I
0: don't have a problem with it. It's just I I have decided that I am done with Call of Duty shooters. And even mm-hmm. though Titanfall tries to do something different, it tries to do something different as a Call of Duty shooter. And I just didn't need to play that. And and I've heard some good things and some mixed things and I, I feel okay not playing that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, you only...
2: either of you you both have Wii Us, correct? Yes. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. I recently just got one.
0: Well, welcome and to the fold.
2: I've been playing a boatload of uh, Hyrule Warriors recently.
0: Yeah, I I like that game as as Absolutely a person. Surprising. As a person uh, yeah, who I, likes yeah. Dynasty Warriors, I <laughs> like that game a lot. Uh, more than a lot of Dynasty Warriors stuff, because it actually does some interesting things. Uh, I could see how if you went to that game as a complete Zelda fan and not a fan of Dynasty Warriors, where it feels kind of dumbed down, but going the opposite way, it was like, okay, yeah, there's there's a lot to this game.
1: Yeah, my cousin is a, uh, <clears throat> a huge Zelda dork. He has tattoos and the whole bit and everything like that. And he um, never played a Dynasty Warrior game, but he's just eating this one up. He loves it, plays it every day.
0: It's a pretty good game. Um, I've I've kind of stopped after I finished the story, um, but I've just got I've have so many games that I have either purchased and not played or played a little bit of and stopped, and I I really just need to play more games, and I haven't gotten that opportunity.
1: My backlog is so empty right now. It's it feels so good. You want some of yeah, mine? I, I <laughs> feel that I've reached that threshold where I need to stop
2: <laughs> buying games and start playing the games I own. So. Yeah.
0: Like, I I need to finish Far Cry 4 because I have Dragon Age coming uh, in the mail, and that's going to take up a lot of time. Uh, I got the white Xbox One uh, that came with Sunset Overdrive. Have not touched Sunset Overdrive um, and need to fix that. I've been playing some of the still-broken Master Chief collection, and then I played uh, some of Forza 2 Horizon, which I really like, or Forza Horizon 2. Um, and, And then I got a game breaking bug that a lot of people seem to be getting where it just stops your progress and you can't take on new races. Um, Oh, that sucks. So I haven't been playing that game recently Um, and they haven't fixed it yet because it's the holidays and nobody's working. So hope that gets fixed. (laughs) (laughs) Busted ass games. Anyway, we've talked a lot about games and not about handheld games. Uh, so let's move the conversation back to that. Um, what do we want to talk about first? Well, you want to just jump into top fives? We can do that. Um, uh, what I like to do with top fives uh, is that I, I feel like people can come to this and go like, Oh man, how wasn't that on your top five? And, and the answer is usually like, Oh, well, I didn't play it. So I don't know that it would be that good. Um, so I, I know we can't go over all the games that we didn't play, but is there a few games that you wish you had gotten to uh, and didn't get to, or or didn't play enough to to make your top five? But maybe it would have if you got more of an opportunity.
1: I didn't get to Fantasy Life, which is a game that is just has Zach written all over it. Um, but I really wish I would have gotten to that. I'm because pre- I'm pretty sure like I'm a sucker for life sim games, as you'll f- see in my top five list. Um, but yeah i didn't get the fantasy life i really wish i would have
0: cool i, I played yeah, some I, of that so we can talk about that later
1: uh i probably would say uh bravely
2: default is the game i got this year i played a little bit and i enjoyed especially the demo too uh it has a lot of promise and everything but i just never got past the first two hours wow and i'll have to well i mean you yeah, know i still have the game didn't mm-hmm. trade it in or anything
1: so i can at least you know still enjoy it
0: yeah that is a really solid uh, game
1: also, I don't I w I wasn't sure of the rules uh for our lists. <laughs> so I will say the best game I played on my three D S this year uh did not come out this year, which is why it's not on my list. But it's absolutely the best one I played was A Link Between Worlds. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. game is fantastic. What a good game. But so that's that's my that's my number one of the year. Um
0: if, if only you had played it last year where you could have fought. Well we it. had
1: this conversation
3: <laughs> last year,
0: yeah. Yeah, I know. Maybe um, Fire a, Emblem yeah. wouldn't have won. List... Fire Emblem still would have won. <laughs> Zach and I would have railroaded that shit down. Uh. Or Matt and I. So. Very true.
1: Very true. My, uh, yeah, my list is a sham because my favorite game of this year is not on there.
0: So I mean, that's just... that's totally fair. I, okay. I I play games from last year that I love. Like I played, I played WWF No Mercy this year on my Nintendo 64, huh. and I think that might be my favorite game that I played this year. <laughs> Um, well, if
2: you can believe it, I played even more Fire Emblem Awakening this yeah, year. Yeah,
0: that a boy. Well, you and, you uh, came kind of a little bit late to the Fire Emblem train.
2: Uh, I was like a month late.
0: Okay. Well, that... I played it all I mean, you were a month time. behind, a behind of- me, and it just felt like you were so far behind at
2: that I, point. <laughs> yes, I was far behind. When you're a month behind everybody, yeah, you can... Yeah, I'd <laughs> beaten the game twice like by decade. that point. Come on, Matt.
3: Ah... Uh, <laughs>
0: Enough about last year, though. Let's talk about this year. I haven't gotten to. Yeah, yeah. I haven't uh, talked about the games that I missed out on. Um, yeah. I, had, I had a couple. Uh, one that I'm currently playing through now, and I just haven't had enough time to really be able to say it's one of my top five, is The Banner Saga uh, on mm. iPad. Like, that game is incredible looking and feeling. Like, when you're going through the story stuff and the decisions, it's kind of like an Oregon Trail game. Um, but. It's more Vikingish, and like the decisions are all really dark. It, it's almost like um, The Walking Dead meets uh, meets Organ Trail, and then there's also kind of like a strategy RPG for battling. But like, that game gets depressing in some really good ways of like, not being able to make a good choice. Um, so I, I just I've played. I don't know maybe four hours of that game and haven't haven't gotten through enough to really say one way or another whether it would be one of my tops but i i, I feel like if i played more of that game it would definitely be on there so i feel really bad that that is not going to make my list uh, but that's kind of one of my honorable mentions in that way um i also didn't didn't get to play Hokum, uh which i thought looked pretty damn cool um, I know the Swapper came out for Vita this year, and uh, I didn't play it last year when it was on consoles and, and Steam, and I also did not play it this year. Uh, but it's free this month on PlayStation Plus, so oh, you, you should totally get that if you have a Vita, which I'm I'm going to do. And then, uh, and then Don't Starve was another one that I really wanted to play. It also came out for Vita this year. And I have it. I just haven't loaded it up so that's that's why you won't be seeing that and uh and then Monument Valley too is is one that I saw really cool things about and wanted to play and just I don't know why I haven't I I like I like Echo Chrome and that seems like the logical evolution of Echo Chrome and I just haven't gotten to it so
2: it is a very charming game beautifully beautiful art style didn't make my top 5 but very close very close to it
0: all right. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Let's definitely get into a top five. So, Zach, why don't you throw us one from your uh, from your list, and then we'll just talk about it.
1: Okay. Well, mine are presented in uh, no particular order. Okay. Really. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I'm going to save one for when I know Matt has something to say about it. I'm going to I'm going to say Tomodachi Life was in my top five for sure. Um, I, I I think we recorded right after I'd begun playing it last time I was on this show, and uh, I believe that's the case. I was losing my mind to this game. Like I, I, I love just I love Life Sims. I love seeing my friends do goofy things in a video game that I and I just yeah I like manipulating. But at the same time, kind of seeing, staring at the game like it's an ant farm and seeing what the characters are doing and stuff like that. Did who did Matt? I think you played this one, right?
2: No, I didn't get to play this one. That one this year. I did try uh, uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, uh, one of your oh. top games from last year. I yeah. didn't really didn't really click with me it clicked with me a bit more than past Animal Crossing games uh I'm a little hesitant to go back because it's been about six months since I've checked my village uh we're, we're so in the same boat there for sure yeah yeah uh, I, so maybe maybe I'll dive back into it but uh yeah, Tamodachi Life I have heard a bunch about uh just because it seems like a very interesting like you said ant farm kind of uh simulator with just absolutely wacky ideas
0: I have played both and here, um and and yeah I it's really it's an interesting game. It's fascinating to to play for a while. Um, I feel like it kind of wore its welcome out on me. Uh, I just wanted some more player control. Uh, I, I think that's what sets apart a game like Animal Crossing from Tomodachi Life. But I really want Nintendo to find ways of incorporating the two because uh, Tomodachi Life has some really interesting ideas and a lot of cool things that happen. And, man, if you could just bring that into an Animal Crossing, I don't know, like, maybe have the Miis become some of the animals that would possibly live in your town. I don't know.
1: Like, I, I I just love it how, I mean, if you're comparing the two, one is just much more hands-on, people rely on you and everything like that. Whereas you really just, um, you set up your village in this game, or you, you move in your Miis in this game, and they pretty much, based on the personality traits you give them, they live their lives by themselves and it's just a, yeah, it's a funny way to experience things. Um, it's also really, it's one of the more social games I've played And this, this will kind of sound like a stretch, but I, um, I set up a new Tumblr, uh, just to share the photos in the game because the buttons X and Y are mapped to screenshots. So you can just take a screenshot of anything. And that game has so much funny stuff that goes on that you can just take a screenshot of, you know, my sister talking to, my cousin and then one of them farts and it's <laughs> that's funny and you can just you know share that image on their Facebook wall and it's a good talk you know it's everyone's just like what the hell is this game you're playing I see myself in your game and I was you know a riding a roller coaster with a hot dog suit on and I don't know it's just it's really fun to talk about with people and for that reason that's why I, I put it down probably oh I don't know like in June or something like that and then I moved in with my girlfriend in July and she stumbled upon my 2ds in that game and has played it maybe like four or five times a week for an hour a week. So I'm actually checking my wow. software library right now on my 3ds to see how much time I've put into <laughs> Final Fantasy Life, which is uh, 43 hours and 22 minutes. So Damn. it's actually, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a hit in my household for sure because now she's imported her me's like her friends and all that stuff into the game and her family. So it's like, oh, my mom is, you know, getting engaged with your dad. This is weird. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's just a. Uh, it's really funny.
0: Yeah, I think that. I mean, that might have been one of the problems for it with me. Like, I ran out of people to import, or or just like, things to do. Uh, and I mean, there's not much to do in that game to begin with, anyway. Uh, but what's there? I, I mean, I, <laughs> I have no qualms with it being on your list. I'm not going to knock it at all. I think it's a really cool game. I just ended up putting it down um, mm-hmm. much earlier because I just ran out of things that kept my interest
1: Um, yeah it the thing that kept my interest was how you know i could make myself look like an idiot for continuing to play it i don't know that's just (laughs) kind of how i hold myself on the internet (laughs) so it was it was mostly just uh of my own design to make it as stupid and funny as i i did and yeah it was a really fun time
0: i think my favorite part about that game is the way nintendo marketed it uh, with actually using things in the game, uh, bringing in Tomodachi Life, me, representations of Iwata and Reggie and and having them like, actually, I don't know, speak things and, and say things and, and do their singing stuff that were actually parts of the, the commercials and, and promotions for the game. That was super cool, uh, and I wish Nintendo would find ways of doing that a little bit more because uh, mm-hmm. that was really clever. And they're still they still kind of do it a little bit. They've they've even talked about other games and have used the Tomodachi Life characters to to showcase that stuff and that's been interesting.
1: Well, cool. Spooky door just got open. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dogs
2: nosing <laughs> their way into rooms.
1: <laughs>
2: um, uh, who's next?
0: Uh I can oh, go. I'll go next. Huh?
2: I'll go next. Okay, go ahead. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, titling this list uh, my top five handheld games of 2014 or SSB for a 3DS Memorial List because I'll be honest, that would be my number one game and that's a little easy of a pick for me. Uh, so I decided to make that, you know, the title of my list in honor of that game. It's well, okay. a great so game. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it later.
0: We will, but let's let's talk just a little bit about what's going on here now. Like why Why don't you feel it's fair to put it on your list?
2: Like I said, it's just, it's too easy. And I want to just a little bit more of a challenge.
0: <laughs> okay. It, it
2: would have been number one. That's, okay, that's it, when I'm tiling this list. Uh, <laughs> after one of my favorite podcasts, Film Spotting, that's what they do when a, a pick is just too easy that you just, you name it the list as in memorandum for, uh, you know, it being so good.
0: Okay.
2: I respect that. It's like that picking your, your favorite gangster movies and calling it the, the Godfather Goodfellas Memorial list Cause those are like number one and number two for a lot of people.
0: All right, like in terms of like saying, you know, that is obviously the game that I love, but here are some games that I think you should know about. I can yeah. I can get on board with that.
2: If Smash Brothers didn't come out this year, this would be my top 5. Okay. Go anyway, so uh, yeah, my number 5, I'll just get right into it, is uh, Kirby Triple Deluxe for the 3DS. Came out about uh, around April, May this year, and it is pretty much the uh, return of form for Kirby games uh Uh, pretty much since, uh, was it Mass Attacks? It was like the last kind of old-school kind of Kirby kind of game, even though it was a little bit of a different take on that.
0: Right. Uh, They had like Mass uh,
2: mass Attack before that, which was different from other Kirby games. Uh, And yeah, this is uh, pretty much just a Kirby game for the 3DS by HAL Laboratories, the 13th game in the franchise. And yeah, I just really enjoyed it because it was just a very, very uh, basic attempt on a, a Kirby game that just really just hit every single point and uh, idea that they've used in the past and really just made it, like, polish and shine. Very nice. Uh, Great soundtrack by uh, Hiroki Suga and Jun Ishikawa. They're, like, remasters of classic songs with uh, some very nice twists to it. And just overall, it's just a really, really great and solid game.
0: Yeah, and I I think they, they... Kind of reuse the Wii art style for Kirby, uh, which I have no problem with because that was that was a really great Kirby game too. Um, what was that one called? Return to Dreamland? Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh,
0: was it not Return? <laughs> I
2: said it a few minutes ago. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that, I mean that's something Nintendo's been doing recently. Has been reusing sort of assets to make new games. You see it this year with Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Uh, you can see that you know before that Super Mario 3D Land, before Super Mario 3D World. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, this one, they definitely utilize the 3DS's 3D capabilities, not really in any creative ways, just in really good and, you know, eye-catching ways that are just, you know, it's nice to, like, crank it up and leave it on, and you can see, like, oh, Kirby just got, like, flung right into the screen uh, because he got hit by a train, or... Uh, he's dry, riding a star, and it goes in the foreground the background, and it's just very eye-catching and very, uh, just, you know, nice nice showcase for that tech kind of technology.
0: Yeah, I would say almost across the board, this was the year that Nintendo really didn't do anything new, but it just executed everything so well, uh, with, mm-hmm. like, the, the exception of Yoshi's New Island, which was not that good. <laughs> Did not play that, but... I've well, only played a little bit yeah. of it, but I knew enough to, like, this is not, no, nah, I don't want to do this I mean, anymore. I, like I
2: said, I got Wii U now. I can wait till Woolly World. It looks a lot more uh, interesting.
0: Definitely. But, uh,
2: based solely on the art style. But uh, also, like, there's also a few other things in this game that make it interesting. It plays a lot more like uh, Smash Brothers, Since all your uh, items and abilities can have different moves and move sets that you can learn. They even have a fighting mode in the game. Uh, which you can buy separately on the eShop as well. Uh, And yeah, just like, as I said, just a very solid game.
0: Definitely. Like, in in terms of, like, uh, Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and Kirby, all of those were just super well-done versions of all of those games. Uh, And I applaud it. Yeah, I I had a ton of fun playing Kirby uh, this year, but it was just kind of one of those, I played it and then I set it down and, kind of forgot about it until the end of the year. And I remember like, Oh shit, that Kirby game came out. Yeah, that was fun.
2: Um, yeah, I uh, definitely feel it was overlooked, but you know, there was a lot, lot this year. So, you know, tough competition.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I'll just move right in. Cause this kind of transitions into my top five, uh, my fifth one. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's smash brothers. I, if you asked me at the beginning of this year, what my number one would have been, I would have said smash brothers easily. Um, but there, there were some other games that kind of just overtook it.
2: That was a little surprising to me. I would have picked you having it as your number one, too. But it was,
0: yeah. i it, it seemed close for a long time. I, I played the 3DS version a lot. Um, I played it more than the Wii U version, even though I would probably say the Wii U version is the best way to play that game.
2: I mean, the Wii U version does have more features, more modes, bigger soundtrack, and all those things. But I, I really feel the 3DS just it nailed getting a portable Smash Brothers in ways that I could not even imagine. Yeah, like, I, actually fitting it onto uh, just on the 3DS in general.
0: It's it is a it is the best plain Smash Brothers, and that goes for the Wii U version as well. It's the best plain Smash Brothers, uh, you know, ever in my opinion. Uh, I, I thought Melee was, was fun. I really liked Brawl, except for the tripping. Uh, and then this one feels somewhere in between Brawl and Melee in terms of like the game speed and the way everything plays. And yeah. it, uh, it, it, it's a dream to play. I think my only problem with the 3DS version is the control scheme. Um, in that you can... It seems like you can remap every single button on the right side of your 3DS, so any of the buttons... But when it comes to movement, they force you onto the C stick, or not on the C stick, but the the circle pad, and yeah. and I did not like that. I, I never
2: really bothered me.
0: I really just wanted to run around on the D pad, and that would always just be taunt. And I don't know why there wasn't a way to just switch those two. It seems like the easiest thing in the world, um, but so that well, you're
2: not game developers, Chase.
0: <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, I. <laughs> But if you're going to be able to switch every button on one side, why can't you just switch the movement stuff on the other side? Anyway, uh, it I, honestly that soured me a lot because it, it felt like I was mashing my or not mashing, but it just it didn't feel right uh, mm. as right what? on the 3ds. Now when I'm playing it, it on the Wii like U version, me. and I can hook up my GameCube controller or even uh, even like the the Motes and and even the the, uh, the actual gamepad. All of those things feel fine, and I think that's why I'm liking the Wii U version a lot more. Uh, but still, the Circle 3D pad is, just
2: doesn't cut it, huh?
0: I mean, it's still my fifth best game of the year. <laughs> no, it, I'm, I'm, it's okay. a it's a fantastic game. I, I like a lot of the characters, except that they cut Lucas. But we've talked about that before. And the
2: roster is fantastic. It, it is like absolutely like perfect. more more characters than I thought they could ever possibly fit. If, even if I look back at the N sixty four version, it it's just incredible.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Smash Brothers still has me hooked on collecting trophies and seeing what they say about uh, old old uh, older games and seeing characters that I've either never seen before or haven't seen for a long time. And it's always cool to just kind of dig into that history stuff. I think the Smash Run mode on the three DS is more fun than that Mario Party ish mode thing on the on the Wii U. Uh, so I definitely think in terms of modes, the the three ds has the edge on that, uh, at least in the quality, because uh, like you said, the Wii U just has so many more things to do. Um, but uh, yeah, they're both really, really solid games. and just because I think it's really just that I like the Wii U version better that the three ds version is is being knocked a little bit on my list. but still, top five and it's it's an excellent way to play. And you should get both versions because that's the way to get Mewtwo, and everybody wants Mewtwo, right? And the
2: soundtrack, man.
0: Yeah, actually, the soundtrack is the reason to do that.
2: Um, yeah, it, yeah. The sa- just one is... note on the soundtrack: it is like an absolute treasure trove of like remixes, rearrangements, and old themes and uh, scores from past. Not only Nintendo games, but also Mega Man and Pac Man and Namco and Sega. It's it's great, just absolutely great.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want to reference Giant Bomb too much, but like in this one instance, they were talking about best music, and it came up that are we really counting Smash Brothers? Because if we are, that is totally not fair. It would
2: get best compilation, probably. Yeah, they, it's like that, that is. That but that's I, I kind of agree incredible. with them. Luftdrosslers is a really good soundtrack and Hell, it does oh, a lot yeah. of interesting things. Since it is dirty with a
0: big heavy D, holy crap! Oh, we will we will be talking more about Luftdrosslers relatively soon. I am sure of all right. that. Um, all right, so Zach, why don't you hit us with another one of yours?
1: Um, okay, so this one's a little bit awkward for me because I just played it a couple days ago, um, again on a plane. Uh, the Sailor's Dream. Uh, the Simogo game that came out
3: mm-hmm.
1: a couple months ago. Uh I I had it for months or I don't know how actually how long it's been out. It's just been sitting on my phone, but I was bored on a plane, so I just hit play with my headphones in. And man, they know how to make just a really cool audiovisual experience for sure. Like I I don't think that's uh I don't think it, I don't think it's great at all. Like device six is their I mean is just the best one of the best games I've ever played. Um, but Sailor's Dream, it tells a story and it's really interesting, but a little bit convoluted and required me to, you know, poke around more to get more of the story than I was feeling at the time. So I I didn't get, I mean, I, I beat like the, the main portion of it, but it said, Hey, to find out more stuff, you got to find more secrets. And I'm like, okay, I'll put you down for now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is it, uh, is it more convoluted than uh, device six? Yes, for sure. Okay. I I didn't get super far in device six, but there were some things that. And I was like, uh, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what they're referencing at this point. And maybe yeah, that's just this one's, what I haven't played it's,
1: From what I played, it's less of a puzzle game that Device 6 was. Like, Device 6 had really good uh, puzzles interweaved between its story, uh, whereas this one is pretty much just saying, hey, let's tell... Well, as far as I can tell about a girl who burned her house down, that's that's all I got, all right. um, which is, I guess, a little bit dark. But, um, no, it's it's really cool-looking, and they just... They, I mean, I have to give a shout-out to Samogo. Everything they touch is really great.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you mention it, I I remember that that game came out this year, but I, for whatever reason, it just kind of got buried. I didn't hear about it much at all. I, after cool. last year being like, oh, man, Year Walk is fantastic, and then Device 6 came out, and it was also fantastic, from what people said. I, I played like I said, I played a little bit of it and thought it was really cool, but just didn't get through it. Mm-hmm. Um like I, I heard nothing about Sailor's Dream.
1: Yeah, it, it kinda came and went. And I think the reasons like uh, yeah, you hear me talking about it right now, but I, I don't I don't play very many mobile games, but it was just it was it was cool enough. It was like, oh okay, this is another Simogo game. They're doing their thing still, that's great. <laughs> and that's why it's on my list.
0: Okay. So it's it's basically the Far Cry four of of handheld games this year, is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> in in that it's uh, <laughs> another Iteration of kind of a samey formula that is still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. fair. I'd say that's fair. <laughs> Even though like the idea of those games being iterative is really funny.
0: That yeah, I I totally agree. Now that I when I hear myself say it, I think it's silly. But um but there is yeah. some factual information there. And
1: some point. yeah, if you have like a an iTunes gift card from Christmas or something like that, and you want to plop four dollars down on something you can just flick your thumb at for an hour. Go ahead. Nice. Yep. Cool.
0: Matt, seems like well, you're
2: up. Speaking of uh, thumb flicking or finger flicking on iOS devices and Android devices, uh, my number four is Desert Golfing, uh, developed by Captain Games, who did Enviro Bear back in 2010. Uh, it's basically just an endless golfer that is reminiscent of Atari games. Uh, just pretty much, you are playing a sort of launch game uh, like Angry Birds or tank games back on the Atari, and you basically just flip the ball and try again to get into
1: the hole. And that's, that's basically it. It keeps your score, and it just keeps going. <laughs> i done down with it for a while, and it's... No, yeah, I actually played that way more than Sailor Stream, because it's just a mindless, like, hey, I'm on the toilet, flick, flick, flick.
2: Yeah. And pretty much, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. And part of the, the allure of this is the mystery of the game and the buzz surrounding it, uh, partly because I think people took the game way too, much, way too seriously than... Uh, It it actually deserves or any credence towards it, but it's still a very good, like, I could imagine this game coming out for the Atari, but done in a way with modern technology, making it such a vast and almost seemingly endless game. Uh, I don't know if there is an end to it or it's just, you know, as by design or uh, what the creators intended, but it is just absolutely great, simple idea that is just done in just a really, I think... Uh, interesting and creative way i know
0: there are people who are in the mid 2000s of holes and the only thing that has changed is that the the like the color of the actual ground changes very slightly with each hole so they're they're now on to a different color and that there's a cactus eventually
2: Eventually. And then and oh, a But none of it ever comes to like any fruition or any kind of meeting. Uh, <laughs> just...
0: There's nothing to that game. I like i I'm, I'm on a whole hundred. Uh, I've gone through a hundred holes of that. My score is terrible. I I am not necessarily good at that game. I don't know why I'm still playing it.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Like my my buddy told me to pick it up um, I think well after the hype for it, it kinda died down. So I picked it up and I'm like, okay. Instantly knew it was not going to be anything like an endless golfer or I mean, I knew it was going to be an endless golfer. Like I knew this game had nothing to it besides you're just going to be endlessly flicking at holes on procedurally generated whatever like terrain. But he kept on asking me, was like, Hey, did you, did you see the thing yet? I'm like, what thing? He's like, Oh, just play it a little bit more. Uh And so he like tried to trick me into playing it some more. And I'm like, no, this game is nothing. And I finally had a breakdown and asked him like, what are you wanting me to see? And he said, Oh no, there's nothing. It's just kind of a joke. (laughs) <laughs> it, it's kind of like a desert it just goes on and there's really nothing much to it yeah so i mean if
2: it's yeah
1: buy it i don't know, I, I don't know.
2: it does have the best hyperbole i've heard this year which is the dark souls of golfing so <laughs> I, I i don't know where people get that idea but if you have i guess bad ocd that you have to get a hole in one in every game uh every hole fuck like,
0: that game <laughs> Like, if that's what you're going for, then fuck that game, because holy (laughs) shit. I know,
2: I I don't think that's the right way to look at that kind of game, but to me it's just part of the game of golf is supposed to be a little bit relaxing, just, you know, a a simple goal of get the ball in the hole, uh, and it just does it in a way that I just find fascinating.
0: I I really wish that would have turned out, and I guess it still has a chance that it hits frog fractions, too. (laughs) <laughs> it's That's, not
2: Frog Fractions 2 I
0: want it to be though I want it to just go in the hole one time and then it drops all the way down through the world and becomes I don't know a, a text based shooter whatever the fuck Frog Fractions 2 would end up being but
2: it's actually Half-Life 3 <laughs>
0: <me>. <laughs> yes if you get the whole I don't know 10 billion eventually you'll get Half-Life 3
2: why is that? Uh,
0: never mind. I don't. <laughs> I'm still playing it. I played I played, that, see? I I mean, played maybe 30 holes last night. I
2: played a lot of, too. So. Uh,
0: I, I just got it a couple weeks ago, I, and I played 30 holes last, last night, and I, I hate myself for it.
2: I'm giving it points just because it's just simple, basic, and just does something that is so simple and basic, but with like modern technology, wouldn't have been possible 20 years ago.
0: Uh, yeah. okay yeah i mean the the physics are very consistent and good somewhat consistent but still it, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay um well from a game that has the bare minimum well i don't know technically desert golfing has much more content than any other video game this year uh, <laughs> but it also has the least amount of content in a video game this year uh my number four with this very botched segue is bravely default for the three DS. Um, all the, all the other games on my, on my top five are these games that you can do really quick sessions of and be done with and and be done with a a whole thing. Like they're arcade kind of games. They're roguelikes, if that's what you want to call them. Uh, and, the only one that's not is bravely default, where that is a big, sweeping, classic JRPG, and I love it. Um, it is, it is not the best game. Uh, I, I think it really falters in the end, uh, like the, maybe the last third, third to a quarter, depending on how fast you are, I guess. But that. The, the core game that's there is amazing. Like the combat stuff is fantastic. They've they've added in. I mean it's it's at its core it's turn based combat. So anything that you'll remember like Final Fantasy three, um, it's it's like that, uh, where your characters can get multiple hits in uh, in one turn based on their speed stat. Um, but still, it is just I take a turn and then you take a turn. Um, and I like that combat. I, I think Final Fantasy ruined it when they brought in the active time battle system, uh, which is why anything 4 and above is garbage. Oh.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, another conversation for another time. It right? is, yeah. it
0: is, because I like a lot of things about 4 and 5 and and some other ones as well. But uh, Bravely Default finds ways of taking the concepts I like about later Final Fantasy games, uh, and when I say later, I'm talking four, five, six. Um yeah, just not even not even 7. Um 9. I like 9. Okay, sure. But uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to name off all the good final fantasy games. I'm just saying that they take some of the concepts that you'd see from some of those final fantasies like 4 and 5 where you have like the expanded job system mm-hmm. and uh, the just the way the classes go and the way that you can bring skills from old classes into new classes. Um, it's kind of got uh, in that way. It kind of feels a little bit like Dragon Quest Nine. Uh, yes. Which, okay.
1: Pause real quick. Yeah. I knew the second I saw this game, it was like it's a it's a job based game on your DS. And yeah. I'm like, okay, how long until Chase loses his life to this? Because I mean, like, <laughs> because when Dragon Quest Nine came out, I enjoyed it quite a bit. But then I realized job class based system RPG games aren't aren't my thing, really. But you just, you've lost your life to Dragon Quest IX. So.
0: I very much did. Uh, I've tried going back to that game, and it's impossible. Uh, <laughs> like, unless I started over from the very beginning, which I am not going to do, because that takes forever. Uh, but yeah, like that... Can I put Dragon Quest IX on this list? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, let's, let's get back to Very Default. Uh, yes, it is, it is very much that style of game. And I think the art style is really interesting, where it kind of looks uh, more like a... Uh, I don't know, maybe like a watercolor painting, almost. The
2: backgrounds uh, are gorgeous. The
0: backgrounds are gorgeous. The characters are kind of that chibi-looking DS Final Fantasy game stuff that you've seen before. Uh, but I think they're, they're detailed in a pretty nice way. Uh, but it just... Damn, it just feels good. Like I like all the classes. I, I think the the Valkyries that are basically the dragoons of this game, like they look so badass. And there isn't really a bad class in the in the game. I like, played through Final Fantasy III. That game is kind of brutal uh, because there are just some classes that are garbage. Like you should not play as some of those classes. There is no reason to play as a Dark Knight. There is no reason to play as a dragoon. But in in bravely default there is a reason to play everything and you can bring skills in from all the different classes and kind of make your own class at a point and and be able to do some really interesting combos and finding ways of getting um these amazing strategies that can feel like you're breaking the game at some points like they're monks are always supposed to be really good like they they do so much damage you're going to do 9999 9, 9, 9 damage every single time and and that's cool and you can do that in, in this game but you can also do that with a bunch of other classes and be able to not just do damage but make sure your party is uh buffed and healed at the same time and i love playing with all the little systems and moving the levers and and pushing buttons and and figuring out just how to break this game in spectacular ways. I ended up maxing out each, every, every single character in every single class, uh, because it was just fun. And I love, I love finding all the new weapons. I think this game more than a lot of others, uh, does street pass really well in, in terms of, uh, there's this town that your character's from that at the beginning of the game, it gets fucked up. It gets trashed. Um, like a, Crater opens up in the ground and it falls and dies. So I, I'm not exactly sure how they decide to rebuild the town because it's gone. Uh, but they decide to rebuild the town. So you're rebuilding this town, and when you uh, find people through Street Pass, they become extra townspeople in that kind of side town. It's it's almost like um, like the Outer Ops kind of stuff in a in Metal Gear Peace Walker or, um, like, the way Assassin's Creed has those things where you can send people on missions. Uh, It's just kind of this side game that takes some time, so it kind of gets your free-to-play hooks in you, even though there's nothing really free-to-play about this game. Um, But then your townspeople can create shops that have weapons and items and and armor and things like that that really can give you a great boost when you need it. Like, if if you're not great at the strategy stuff being able to have that town where it just takes a little bit of time where you can then get better gear, you can kind of um, uh, brute force your way through some of the challenge. Um, I've talked a lot about this game, and I don't know if I've really said a lot about this game, uh, but it is really cool, and I, I had a ton of fun. And if it wasn't for that last third being so damn repetitive and disappointing um and repetitive in RPG. oh (laughs) well the thing is bravely default um i i don't want to spoil it for you if you're still possibly playing it
2: yeah please don't i do like i said it's one that i do intend to get to at some point yeah
0: let me just say that that game is literally repetitive (laughs) um and that is what breaks it for me um, so it, it ends up only being number four because it is so perfect in almost every other aspect that that one thing near the end of the game really breaks a lot of it. Uh, Bravely Second sounds like it's coming along really well. Uh, they, they've they showed off some of the new classes uh, and I I want to play that game and I very much hope they fix that kind of repetition problem. And if they do, I have no doubt that I'll be seeing it near the top of my list whenever it comes out. I don't know if it's supposed to come out this year or next year or whatever. But uh I think
2: it's coming out soon actually.
0: I would hope. That game looks really badass. Anyway. Um so yeah, that's my number four. Zach, if you're if you're still there uh why I, I
1: heard job class again and I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I imagine so. Uh, uh, why don't you hit us with another game from your list?
1: Well, because we're Minutes away from uh, the golf talk we had, I'm going to bring up Mario Golf World Tour for 3DS. That's on my list for sure. And I wanted to get to it before Matt said it too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, Mario Golf uh, is a funny series because I think I've only really gotten addicted to the Game Boy one by Camelot, which, uh, Chase, have you done a show on this one? I
0: Uh, have not, but we'll make sure to do one. Uh, That and Mario Tennis are two of my favorite Game Boy Color games of all time. Mm
1: Yeah, I haven't gone back to those since I played them you know, when, as a kid, but I just have really fond memories of that and all the RPG stuff. And, In fact,
0: Camelot is probably my favorite developer because they've made Golden Sun. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, do you guys want to just talk more about JRPGs with job systems some more?
1: <laughs> uh, Golden Sun's great. I'll, I will back you up on that. Uh, okay. yeah. um, Let's talk yeah, about Mario uh, Golf. <laughs> yeah, Mario Golf, it our world tour for 3DS, doesn't have a lot of the RPG things that... Uh, the Game Boy Color version had, but it does have really cool stuff where you can outfigure me with different equipment and uh just, you know, kind of level up your stats that way, which is it's still rewarding, but not as rewarding as it could have been if they just, you know, had your character get stronger and stuff like that. I don't really remember what the Game Boy Color version did to level you up, but It was, it was just it
0: was... experience. Like you'd play holes, yeah, you'd, you'd gain experience, players. you could put it in technique or power or things like that. Okay.
1: Yeah, um no, I, I, that, that game was really fun, and it did so many good things with like the single player challenges. But even better, it really fleshed out Nintendo's new idea of kind of setting up tournaments with an online code.
0: That's the best part of that game.
1: For, oh yeah, like, for even. sure. Like I, I, I had just joined um, the something awful forums whenever I, I bought that game, and I found the thread that was talking about it, and everyone was just putting up, "Hey, here's a tournament. Go play it," and you would go play with like ten other people in this tournament. And compare your scores and everything. And it was just a really fun uh online system for people you know very well because I we my friends and I would set up a tea time for like <clears throat> you know, we would say like, okay at six PM when everyone's off work, let's um all connect online and play at the same time and be on Skype and that was a lot of fun. But also having the tournaments made online play with strangers actually uh fun again for me because I don't like playing games with strangers on the internet too much. because um, my mom told me not to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, the, I, I I've always hated it since like uh, like especially with DS Nintendo stuff since like Mario Kart DS where that had a functional online thing. The problem was that everyone cheated and it was completely busted in the ways that just if you weren't cheating, you weren't even having a chance.
1: Yeah, um, it was it was a really smart way to do it because you have that dedicated. Um, You don't really, I don't know, on a handheld, you don't really have that dedicated time to where you just want to spend like, okay, for an hour tonight, I'm going to play live with a few people on my handheld. For some reason, that doesn't really click well with me. So this was a really good way to kind of bring that online play mentality with strangers to uh, a handheld. It was on your own time. It was, you know, asynchronous in that way, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was just an on your own time online golf game and it was they did it really well. I put many, many hours into that.
0: Yeah, I, I jumped into one of your tournaments uh, this year and, and had some fun in that. Um, y- your friends were better at that game than I was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, um, we got into it. I, I, I especially got into it.
0: But... To, to be fair, on my side, though, um, you said you were making a tournament, and I said, oh, I guess I'll actually play that game now. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So that was, that was kind of my first experience with that game. Oh, yeah. And,
1: man, people are scary good at Mario Golf. Like, I'll get, you know, I'll get something ridiculous like a birdie on every hole or, you know, end up with, like, yeah, 18 under and be like, yes, I did it. This is fantastic. But then some people just, I don't know how. I yeah. mean, they, they just research the wins. Like, I saw a good five-paragraph post about how you can, like, use, you know – High school physics and trajectories to understand where exactly your ball is going to lay. Wow! And yeah, I mean, you can get really into it, but at, at its core, it's a really good Mario Golf game. And I don't know. For some reason, I'm holding off playing my DS until the new 3DS comes out. So as soon as like the new 3DS comes out, I'm really excited to get back into uh, playing video games on my 2DS for sure.
0: Uh, a couple questions or, for you yes. first. Like, how did you? How far did you get in that um, Star? Chipping thing, like that oh, nighttime the, the,
1: chipping. The one thing. on the one on one on one putt. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. I I did. Uh, so apparently, you can break that by buying mulligans. I didn't know that. Oh, what? Yeah, Fuck but that. I didn't
0: know that either. Huh?
1: Yeah, you can buy a mulligan and use that for the one on one putt stuff. But I did beat the nine hole one on one putt, and then uh, Kamek was like, "Hey, good job." Now do the eighteen. Well, I, yeah. By the way, there's now an eighteen hole one Stop. on one putt, and I just. Uh, crumbled up and cried. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I I tried that a number of times and uh, and yeah, I I never got through it. Uh, there were just a couple that were devilish.
1: Oh yeah, bad. That was that's no fun. <laughs> that's seriously that wasn't any fun at all. But it was a good challenge to you know bang your face into the table for yeah. a few hours.
0: And then um, like we were talking about the RPG stuff at the beginning part. Uh, do you really feel like the equipment? had a tangible difference in the way your golfer played
1: i don't really yeah. think so yeah. i mean it it i don't know maybe it was just because i was getting used to just i i was i felt like my game was improving by me understanding front spin and back spin yeah. you know and how to manipulate the shot better but i you know I, I i bet it does increase your yardage by quite a bit but i don't think it's really crucial maybe I think it's anyone just could
0: Maybe it's just cuz I didn't find enough of enough gear, maybe there's better gear out there, but like all the gear I was finding was plus 1 in this, negative 1 in that, and it really felt like these are negligible differences. I think what you I ended play up it a doing was little bit was... more
2: though. I mean, it, it it's a little backwards in how it unlocks stuff. You play rounds and even if you don't win, you will unlock stuff as you go along, but yeah. then you have to buy it with coins. Uh, yeah, it it definitely is not going to win best uh, interface of the year. No, sir. No, uh, mostly because uh, walking around the the uh, golf club is a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't say intrusive or,
1: uh, yeah, hard to do. It's just it takes a little get bit of getting used to. Okay. Yeah, like understanding where everything is. I f- I feel like we I thought we had abandoned entirely that um that lobby hobby-based menu system. Yeah, that I don't know. hub I've...
0: kind of thing. Just It and, takes so long to do anything that you want to do.
1: Yeah. Uh, I heard a lot of complaints about, especially Nintendo games this year in general, just how you know the menus, they just don't really understand how to organize their stuff very well. But, I mean, once you're ingrained in their systems for a little bit, you kind of understand where things are.
0: Yeah, like even Smash, there are oh, things yeah. that I want to do, and there are just so many menu trees in there that I... Like, how do I get exactly to trophies okay I've got to get a vault and then I've got a trophy and then I got a gallery or is it gallery I don't know like there mm-hmm. there were so many things in that game that I'm, I'm sure it's a Herculean task to actually organize all that shit but it just didn't feel quite right but yeah Mario Golf is really cool uh it it's it didn't really have a chance of making my top five because I feel like mine's kind of stacked with things that I really love but that is a RPGs cool... came out this year. <laughs> One RPG came out this year.
1: Hey, oh, this is off topic. Has Has anybody played Persona Q? I have. Is that game good? No. Okay. Mm. No, it's not. I I've only heard like maybe two senses about it, but I heard like oh, it's a random dungeon crawler type. Have thing.
0: you ever played an Etrian Odyssey game? No. Then you probably don't want to play this. Okay. I I had not either. I really do not like the way Etrian Odyssey does combat or dungeons or anything. And it is very much an Etrian Odyssey game with a Persona coat of paint on it. Um, they they do bring in a couple things from Persona. Like, you, you do have the actual Personas and the uh, fusing stuff. Um, but I've gotten through about a third of that game. And am just... Uh, it, the reasons that I would go to it would be because it's persona and the persona parts of that game are paper thin in that. Hey, guess what? <laughs> like, uh, she, she likes meat and they talk about it a lot.
1: She does. I know nothing about persona and I, Kanji, just, I just figured Ka- like, yeah. if I, I, I like dungeon crawling and uh, having something like that on 3ds sounded cool, but I was just curious. I yeah. didn't mean to derail.
0: I just, I just didn't like it so much. Um, I, I might do an episode on that with uh, with our resident persona uh, nut AJ Hurst. Um, he might he might come on and tell me why I'm wrong that that game is actually great because I know he's enjoying it, but uh, I'm not having fun with it, and I've more or less stopped playing it altogether.
1: Okay, but um, Matt, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but did, would this be a good time for you to talk about what you liked with Mario Golf? Oh uh, Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, it's my number two game of the year, so I'll
2: skip number three for now and go right to Mario <laughs> Golf. But yeah, I did not play the terminate mode pretty much at all, and I still enjoyed the hell out of this game. It, I feel it's the best Mario Golf since the N64 and Game Boy Color ones. Damn. And uh, yeah, it just nails like the physics, the feel. It's basically a portable Mario Golf that I really always wanted since the Game Boy Color. And yeah, it's, uh, I don't really think there's more I can say about it other than what has been said. Uh, I did like the challenge modes a lot in the game. I think those are really good. And other than knocking it for the uh, interface designs, I really wish there was like a trade-off mode where I could play with another player and we can swap, you know, using a single DS. Oh, that would be cool.
0: Yeah, that'd be a great addition.
2: It would have been nice to have that because that was a little disappointing when uh, a friend wanted to play and I was like, well, you you have to have your own copy of the game. We're not game
0: developers, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But,
3: yeah, I also don't than... like I don't like my friend's
0: uh, grimy hands. That's not <laughs> yeah. <true. laughs> Screw your friends.
1: <laughs> Everyone else has gross hands. I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, But, yeah, yeah. I, I can't really
2: say more about it because have said a lot about it. And, yeah, Mario Golf is my number t- uh, two of the year.
0: Was there a Game Boy Advance, one of those? I know there was a Tennis. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think don't think there was a Game, Boy, was Advance a Game one. Boy Advance one. Because I... I played a little bit of tennis, and I didn't... there was a
2: GameCube Mario Golf.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just didn't like the Game Boy Advance ones. I, I thought the art style was a little too mucky, um, and and I, I don't know how much of the RPG stuff they actually hung on to with that. But
1: uh, um, those Mario game Boy golf Color ones Advanced are just so Tour perfect. Came out Do what? Oh yeah, in 2004, and it on the box it says role playing golf. I don't okay. know why nobody knows this game
0: weird yeah all right um well uh yeah i I guess that skips on to me then uh my number three is luft rousers which i i am gonna say is the coolest game of this year no doubt like that that game that game is fucking awesome looking
2: it definitely has a very unique style all its own it uh Again, not like Desert Golf, very resin, reminiscent of like Atari games and uh, that kind of uh, feeling to it, and just a very basic uh, like craft airplane shoot 'em up, uh, kind of like Defender.
0: Yeah, I mean it's people, and we're going to talk about this later. I'm a hundred percent sure of, but like, people are talking about Shovel Knight and how its graphics are like this, you know, harkening back to the to the NES days, and and how. Much effort was put into that and and there was a ton of effort don't get me wrong i I interviewed those developers. I talked to them specifically about how hard it was to to get it to be that faithful uh, but i I don't feel like people are giving the credit to loof for how how much they did with that simplified art style like it it looks it looks incredible for a game that only really has three four colors in it at all. Yeah. Like that, so uh, for for those that aren't aware of Luftrausers, because it is one of the smaller games that is being talked about this year, uh, it's uh, I mean it's a it's a plane game, um, and it's hard to describe. It's like a it's from a side side view, and you control this plane that comes out of a, a submarine. And then it's just kind of like a dogfighting and blowing up subs and and other ships game. Man, I'm really doing a shit job of describing this. But... Well, I
2: mean, think of it like uh, asteroids where you have to boost to move forward and you spin around to, you know, change your direction.
0: Okay, uh, yeah. It's like asteroids yeah. with more gravity. So, like, you're yeah. still... It, you have to move forward to make your engines go at all or else you're just going to fall out of the sky. But uh it is kind of a it's not even a twin stick shooter because you can only shoot forward but um ah, damn that game is just so fun to play like that that game feels so so good and that's what lambert games do better than any other games that i've played they they just feel right they play so strongly like playing something like uh, Super Crate Box or uh, Ridiculous Fishing, and now Loof I haven't gotten a chance to play Nuclear Throne. Uh, I believe the Vita version of that's supposed to come out next year, uh, but that game is still in early access. So I guess they haven't decided whether they are actually finished with that game or not. But uh, Loof trousers, there's the the coolest thing about Loof trousers is that you don't just have one plane. You can you have these different. Pieces. You have a like a body type, a weapon type, and a propeller type, uh, and you can mix and match these things to make these different planes. These different dogfighting planes that can do different things. Like one can has a rapid fire machine gun. One has a laser beam. Uh, one has this giant orb of death that it shoots out. Uh, but you're just able to do so many different things and play... I'm really doing a shit job of describing it, but it's the <laughs> coolest game this year. It has the best music. They, like, there are so many different combinations of ways to make your plane, and each combination has a slightly different soundtrack, uh, because the way they made this soundtrack is each piece of equipment has its own piece of the soundtrack, So then they just lay over the top of each other, depending on which combination you have, and all of them work together because they have been designed to work together, and it's
1: it's awesome. Yeah, that's one that I I'm a little bit upset that I sold my Vita sometimes (laughs) Um, (laughs) because uh, I don't know. There are there are games like that that. You know, I I own on Steam, but through the nature of you know how cheap PC games can be, and I, you know I I might have picked that at one up in a humble bundle or something like that. So I played it for a good thirty minutes. I'm like, wow, that's really good, but I didn't have any like obligation to keep playing it. And you know, if I had gotten on Vita, I think it would have been a more intimate experience, and I would have played it more. Uh, but yeah, that game that game does rule. That's it's it's also one that would benefit from more people, you know, playing it because it has a really good leaderboard system mm-hmm. just set up. So. Yeah, Luftrages is great. Yeah, yeah. It's,
2: it's my honorable mention only because I did not play it on a handheld. It was played on uh, Steam on my laptop, which it, it's it, it, like, again, it's another very takes basic ideas and basic uh, concepts and uh, graphics and interface and sound and just makes it really, really just easy to pick up and play. And you can just keep playing it for hours. Uh, just because it's so simple and just addictive.
0: Definitely. And, I mean, it holds your attention. It's it's one of those games where you can play it for, you know, two or three minutes because that's probably all you're going to last because it is hard. It is a hard game. Mm-hmm. You will die in that game many times and very quickly. Uh, but there are specific challenges associated with each part, playing part that you can use. So, you know, if you have the the underwater propeller which lets you not take damage when you go into the water and kind of dive down. Um, There are specific challenges just for that piece. Like, uh, you know, you have to get a combo of this high, or you need to take out one submarine while your combo meter thing is at maximum. And it keeps you playing the game, and it keeps you playing the game in different ways and learning about how different pieces of equipment work and how they work with each other and... It's a great little challenge. And when you actually do complete all of those challenges, uh, then they unlock the harder versions of those challenges because there is, I I forgot what they call it, but it is like the the masochist mode of, hey, you know how this game can get kind of hard if you're alive for more than five minutes? Well, we're going to cut out that five-minute part and we're just going to kick you in the nuts right at the very beginning. And then you still have to complete challenges after that. And it just gets <laughs> insane. Damn, I love that game. And I hadn't played it for a while, and when I was making my top five list, I was like, yo, I should really go back and play a little Luftrausers, just make sure it was as cool as I thought it was. And immediately, I lost, like, two hours to it, going, oh my god, it is just as good as I remember it, and I just want to keep playing it. So, Luftrausers is a game you really need to play. And I hope that when... um I met uh, Rami Ismail at a, uh, at a PAX East last year and uh, talked to him about Nuclear Throne that they're uh, hopefully, like I said, coming out in 2015. So once uh, once that comes out, hopefully I can have him on the show and talk a little bit about uh, Nuclear Throne. But I also really want to talk to him about <laughs> Brothers, So uh, So hopefully we can make that happen. Anyway, so that's my number three. Zach, I believe you are up once again.
1: To me, Zach. Uh, So, this is dumb. Like, I don't have. This isn't a good pick at all. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I think I've I've mentioned how I like leaderboards a lot in this podcast, and Mm -hmm. so that's why um, persuading all my friends to download Crossy Road on iOS (laughs) or just everything OS—I don't really even know what it's on—has been a lot of fun over the past few weeks. Um, It's a, it's an endless Frogger game. If that makes any sense. Uh, Who's played it? I have. Okay, not not so, it, It's worth. It's. It definitely wants your money. Like it's a mobile game that wants your money really bad. But it, it's it's funny enough to play as a a chicken crossing a road for a long time. You know, clucking every time it steps, and then eventually gets hit by a car and goes. Brah! And you know, that's that's just a really funny way to spend your time on the toilet. <laughs> so crossy road everybody it's not nothing special but you get to compare your scores to your friends and they make fun of you because of how bad you are apparently
0: i think there are worse games out there that that are like money grubbing and like crossy oh, yeah, road sure. the the thing it has it gives you like a free gift every so often i don't know what is it like yeah, an hour and, and like half. six hours okay like maybe it gets higher as you go um but then, like, it has a vending machine, and really all it changes is what your character looks like. Mm-hmm. And then some of the characters have extra things. Like, I unlocked a... Uh, it, it's a unicorn, but they call it Unihorse, because they're weird. <laughs> and it has, like, a little rainbow trail when you when you hop. Uh, so that's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, that... It's a really well-made game, and like all you need to tell people is it's endless Frogger because that's what it is. Uh, I think the art style is really nice, the way it has the the boxes and the dark, the high contrast dark shadow stuff. Um, I like the isometric look. I mean, it it gives it a difference from the way a Frogger you would normally think of when you say Frogger. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that game is, it is very solid and it's, it's a nice way of doing an endless runner with a twist.
1: Yeah. It, I'm it's, it's forgettable. Like, I'm not going to be playing this game in a month probably, yeah. but I'm very much caught up in the moment with it right now. And I was writing my top five list and I'm like, you know what? I, I think that's worth your time because it does have some laughs in there and it does look stunning. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, like, where? what happened to Frogger? Why Why did we stop getting Frogger games? Like, you know, you have, you have like, Tetris and Bomberman on every platform ever mm-hmm. started. And why isn't Frogger on every platform? I mean, that's maybe, a, maybe he is. It's just these people are doing it better than uh, who owns that. Konami? I have yeah. No
0: idea. It's because Konami fucked it up and wanted to give you new, evolved Frogger. Like, Frogger was Pac-Man at, at one point where it was, yeah. like, let's just throw our... Th- let's make a 3D platformer with Frogger in it. And yep. everyone's like, "No, that's that's not what we
1: want." And yeah. like, what do you do with Frogger other than Frogger? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a really good point. I remember on the PS3. <laughs> so here's a here's a, a shame moment for me. I bought uh, I don't even know what it was called. It was a Frogger game on PS3, like Frogger Unleashed or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it really was just a Frogger game. Um, but you know, plus garbage that it didn't need, but I bought it because it was $5 and it had a gold trophy in it for PlayStation network (laughs) that that you could get within like 30 minutes. So I'm like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And yeah, it was dumb, but
0: (laughs) I I feel like the only reason you buy and play those games is because they usually come with a copy of the original Frogger. That's a good point. And like, that's the way you would get that. Um, But back to the, like, the Pac-Man point. Like, Pac-Man, they finally came out with Championship Edition, and then DX, and, like, all, like, that really reinvigorated Pac-Man in a cool way, and nobody did that with Frogger until now, and it took somebody else doing it with Frogger Mm -hmm. to really make that. But I I think this is not necessarily equivalent, but it's close. It's it's the freshest Frogger has felt in a really long time and it's cool to see people going back and going oh Crossy Road's awesome I'm like yeah you know that's Frogger right and they're like what's Frogger I'm like shut up
1: <laughs> get out of here how do you Push not know dog what dog Frogger is that's a classic tackle <laughs> them into a subway train yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Crossy Road's yeah, cool that's fine I am not
0: really good at it um, the one I'm thing not, I like, the one thing I don't necessarily like is that when you stop uh, and don't move for a while an eagle will come and pick you up and take you away
1: that's hysterical. I've never seen that.
0: Well, yeah. I just take your time, and if the, because the screen like slowly continues to scroll
1: mm-hmm. forward,
0: and if you get to the end of that screen and you still haven't moved because you're waiting for traffic to open up, yeah, an eagle just comes and picks your character up and and you lose. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. Uh, yeah, it's it's I'm really at- cool looking, but it pisses me off every time because it's like ah, I'm just trying to. Do have a good strategy here, and you're killing me.
1: What's, um, uh, well, let's see, what's what's your score? Let's let's do this thing.
0: Oh, it's it's not good. I, I don't even know if it's over 100. I haven't played it a ton.
1: See, I'm at the point where all my buddies have been, I have seven friends in Game Center that have been playing it. All of us have been playing it so much that the lowest score I see is 170. Shit. Jeez. Yeah, and I'm at 215, and the top of my leaderboard is 363. So we get, I don't know. My, my friends and I are competitive. I don't know if we actually like each other, but <laughs> George Costanza would be
0: proud. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, my character right now is a is a basketball man. Uh, oh. He dribbles a basketball as he goes, okay, apparently my top is 62, which oh. is it's not good. Uh, I, I have a friend on Twitter that tweets, and, and she's got 209. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not good at that game, and I will continue not to be good at that game, and that is fine with me.
1: Do I have you on Game Center, Chase?
0: Uh, I don't know. We, we can fix that after this podcast. Uh, if, Embarrassing. If um, hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, cool. Next. So. All right, so, uh, yeah, my I'll go to my number three, since I already said my number two. Uh, my number three is Azure Striker Gunvolt, uh, developed by Intel Creates, uh, who were the original creators of Mega Man Zero. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty much just like an uh, interesting blend of a uh, trial run, uh, try-to-get-your-best-score kind of game, and a Mega Man game. Uh, you play as Gunvolt, who uses his, well, he uses a gun and uses volts of electricity, he tags enemies, and you can tag multiple enemies to then charge your shots and basically send out this energy charge that attacks everything around you, anything that's been tagged. And it's one of those games that's uh, yeah, you try your best to get the best score, best uh, grade at the end of the level. And uh, I found it really, uh, like, refreshing. It had a nice blend of old uh, ideas and new ideas uh, with just absolutely really nice graphics for the 3DS, uh, like a 2D Mega Man X, Mega Man Zero game. And, uh, yeah, I, it's my number number three.
0: Is it, uh, is, there, is it DLC or a pre-order thing, or what was it that can get you, like, the actual retro graphics, super old-school Mega Man you Are on? you
2: thinking of Mighty Gunvolt? Yes,
1: this is my question too. Wait, what? Wait, yeah. Mighty
2: Gunvolt was a separate game that if you bought Azure Strike Gunvolt uh, before, like August something, you got Mighty Gunvolt for free.
0: Oh, okay, all right, that's uh, it.
2: You can buy that separately from the shop. That is straight up Mega Man. Yeah, I heard
1: like, a lot of people say Mega they like. I heard a lot of people say they like Mighty Gunvolt, maybe even a little bit more than the proper game. And I, I don't, I don't really know what I'm talking about or what this is, but. Um, yeah, I, I. do you guys remember Dark Void and yes. Dark Void Zero? I, yeah. I have like a, like a little statuette
0: that. of Dark Void that I got from Bitmob for winning some swag contest.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, but, that uh, and my Red Dead Redemption soap.
1: Yeah, it reminded me of that, how there was like the real game and then kind of like a remake of it in some way.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so or, or even like a Bionic Commando and Rearmed came out at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's
2: kind of the same way, although I do find Azure Striker Gunvolt a little better than Mighty Gunvolt. Uh, this one is definitely has a lot more uh, production value behind it. Uh, yeah, like I said, a blend of the old and new, and yeah, I just found the, the concept really interesting, and it's not the longest, doesn't have the most interesting level design or a variety of enemies to defeat, uh, but for $15, you can't go wrong. It's a nice, nice package, especially if you like Games where you get a letter grade at the end, and you desperately want to try to get the S rank or get more gear and things like that.
0: Are you uh, looking forward to Mighty Number no.
2: uh, Nine? I haven't. I uh, never contributed to the Kickstarter, and have not really followed that game a whole lot. But uh, yeah, I mean, if I hear it's really good, uh, I'm definitely going to be checking it out.
0: Yeah, I- I've been really garbage at Mega Man games forever Uh, i think the character is really cool but i've just been so bad at those games that i've more or less written them off as just something not for me um so uh, while gunvolt and mighty number nine are not things that i'm really interested in playing i i look at them and go man those those look like cool things for people who like that
2: (laughs) i'll I'll definitely say this is like almost resembles more like gunstar heroes than it does a Mega Man game but it doesn't have that raw challenge that Gunstar Heroes has, mm. or uh, is just a straight up like action platformer that Mega Man is. It just tries to do something different, but is still held in like this sort of like, oh, you can jump magnetic jump up on walls and climb that way, or you have a quick dash and things like that. No, oh, he's also blue. Uh, you know, th- little things like that make it sure. like, yeah, this is definitely from the guys that made Mega Man games.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, there was definitely some inspiration there.
2: Yeah, but sure. it definitely, uh, like, like I said, the production values for a fifteen dollar game are really, really good. Uh, if you're not a fan of anime, you, you probably will probably skip this one. But I really think that, like the tagging and attacking and trying not to get hit is like definitely ups the challenge for uh, this kind of game.
0: Nice. Um, well, this is a little unrelated, but I uh, it's only related in that I have gotten these games confused for each other. But the uh, Gunvolt and then uh, one of Brian Glynn's favorite games of the year, which I saw him tweeting about earlier, was um, Velocity 2X, which I know like came out for PS3 or 4, and, and then was crossed by with Beta. Um, so that game is nothing really like Gunvolt, um, but I, I don't know why, if it's just the names, or if it's the... maybe they're both a little anime-ish, or have bluish and pinkish color schemes. Um, but yeah, I, I want to mention that as something that I know he really liked. Uh, I have not played it. I, I, it's, I know there's like teleporting, like you can do like these short teleportation jumps uh, from things, and then you can, it gets a, uh, it's like a top-down 1942 style shooter, but then it you can go into rooms, and then it's your character, and it's like a side-scrolling shooter, and then you go back out and you just kind of flip between the two, but then there's also, I don't know, I don't, I'm, I'm doing a bad job explaining that game too, but it's a game that I have at least not played, so there's a reason for that. But I just know that he talked about that a lot and lamented that no one was talking about it, so I talked about it. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's not a game that I'm going to play either. I've heard
2: a little bit on other podcasts talking about Velocity X, and I don't own a PS3 or Vita, so I, I cannot comment on that game. Yeah. But if you do own a 3DS and enjoy Mega Man-style games or games where, like I said, you have a little bit of an extra challenge to it trying to get like better scores, this would be the game for you.
0: Is that only on 3DS?
2: Correct. Yep, it's only on 3DS right now.
0: Cool. Well, sounds good. Uh my number 2 is kind of a re-release in in a fashion. Uh it's the Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Yeah. And and while the Binding of Isaac did come out, oh man, I don't even remember when the original Years came about out. Yeah, one. it was it's pretty old uh with the flash art style. Um the the new one uh just came out for Vita and PS4 and uh, and then it also had a PC release. But so this is its first time ever being on a handheld console, so I decided to count it. Um I've also never played the uh the PC version. Um but so I've I'm of two minds with Binding of Isaac. One, I think that game is disgusting and gross and horrifying. It's pretty repugnant, yeah. Uh, it turns me off in so many ways damn that game plays well like that that game is so mechanically well executed that i it just overcomes anything that i could hate about that game like the it's a it's a roguelike game where you're you you go through you got one life um, you gather power up slash equipment things and if you die you lose all that and you go back to the beginning and you try it again um but it's it's kind of got, got a Legend of Zelda, original Legend of Zelda map style thing where you're going like through the uh, dungeons and you'd go into different rooms and you're in these kind of rectangle rectangular rooms every single time. Uh, this one switches up a little bit. It gives you some bigger open spaces and some longer hallways as well, uh, which doesn't sound like much, but it really changes up the way some of the game plays because instead of being able to see the entire room in one screen there are some things that are now off screen that you need to be watch watchful for um there are just so many things in this game so many different uh mechanical things to think about and know about it's really a game where you learn as much as you can while you're playing it so you can do better um you you start out as Isaac, who just has three heart containers and can shoot in the four cardinal directions, and that's about it, and, and you can collect keys to open doors and, and be able to find these power-ups that can drastically change your character, uh, and then uh, you can also find bombs that will uh, hurt enemies, but then also be used to open up secret areas, or Um, clear paths to to other things that you might want to get to. Um, It is just so interesting to go from a character that has three health and can shoot in those four cardinal directions to a character that can fly over the entire screen and shoots a giant charged laser beam and has three little buddy familiar guys that shoot alongside him or can control spiders that will attack enemies uh, on their own, or to be able to just get an item that lets you smash through rocks, which you would normally need to use a bomb on. No two games of Binding of Isaac are the same, because the things that you get just change the way you play that game so much. Um, It is... It is absolutely incredible, and then when you start to stack those different things onto your character and and make this wholly unique form of destruction, it's just awesome. And and then there are also like power down items as well. Like some things can really fuck you up. Um, there's an item like one of the items that I hate the most is this one that you don't shoot forward anymore. You just your shots stay where they are when you shoot them. <laughs> And then when you let go of the fire button, they'll all shoot. So there is something you can do with that, I guess, if you want to be able to set up a bunch of shots. But normally, like, when there are tons of enemies and you're just trying to shoot everything as fast as you can, that completely fucks up the way you're trying to play. Um, But, like, I played that game so many different times. There are so many different kinds of enemies um, like there, there are enemies that will just run at you, suicide style, and they have bombs in their heads, and they'll explode as soon as they get next to you. There are guys who will shoot at you. There, are, there are hands that come down from the ceiling, kind of like in Legend of the Zelda, where they grab you and then uh, then take you back to the uh, entrance. Uh, like that game, it, it is so nuts how mechanical it is, and I really like the way it doesn't tell you. More or less anything. Like, it gives you vague ideas of what items do once you pick them up, but it tells you nothing about what an item is until you actually grab it. Uh, so, like, you can, you can see, like, oh, it's the goat head. I remember what the goat head does from my time playing this 20 times ago. Uh, that's the one that opens up these secret rooms after every boss fight. Okay, I, I, I think I want that. Uh, or you'll go through and and you'll see they have these uh, zodiac symbols, and they they've got twelve of them for the twelve signs of the zodiac. And most of them are really good. Some of them kind of suck. And now you have to remember because they all kind of look the same, except they're different uh, characters. It's like which which character was the bad one? Shit, I don't remember. and And then it's really a risk reward system of, you know, do I want to take this thing that could potentially make me into a super badass? But then I also risk like becoming really terrible, mm. and and you can totally use a fac if you want to to go back and check what those items do. Uh, I've I've done it occasionally if I'm like, if I'm really far into a run and I'm next to my computer and it's like man I really want to do really have a good run this time. Yeah, I'll, I'll check a fact and see to make sure that this is an item that's actually going to help me, but. Ah, that game is cool. I, I played that game so many different times, and it's always different. It is the snowflake of games.
1: <laughs> I, I um, I, I got really into the, uh, the the Flash version in like 2011 or 12 or something like that, and I, I beat it. I beat Mom once, and I think that's as far as I got. I, I it took me like 10 hours to get good enough to do that once or something like that. And uh after, yeah, after after I beat it, I didn't really go back to it too much. So I don't know. I I guess I don't have a great frame of reference, but does it look like Rebirth goes off the rails compared to the Flash version? Because whenever I see people play Rebirth, I think, what the hell happened to this game that I liked? I mean, it looks fantastic, and I can't wait to to buy that game soon. But uh, I I just don't really know if I played the, the Flash version wrong or if they just added so much more that makes it look so much crazier.
0: The answer to that question is both. Okay. <laughs> uh, one, you didn't play it wrong, you just didn't play it enough. Like, things open up in that game once you've beaten mom enough times. Um, like, I, I think you need to beat mom some number of times. Like, I, it might be four, six, or something like that. But once you beat her enough, then it opens up uh, another boss, it opens up more floors that you can go down into. And then there's another boss, which is Mom's Heart. And then once you beat Mom's Heart... Uh, and I don't know if you have to... Like, so many things in this game are just abstract, where they don't exactly let you know how to get further into it. But it's fine, because you just can keep playing it anyway. And, and keep getting to different endings. I think there are, like, 15 different endings. I don't know how many more they added in Rebirth... Um, from from the original, but I think there are, like, 15 now. Um, but then, yeah, like, once you beat Mom's Heart, then you can go further down, and you can fight Satan. And I I don't remember if there's anything past Satan. There might be, like, a Super Satan or something like that. Uh, but, yeah. The, and then, so, so there is a lot of stuff from that original game that is just, you need to dig deeper into it. It's kind of like playing Spelunky and beating Olmec and then going... Oh wait, there's another boss after Olmec. I didn't. How would you even know about that until the community find, finds out? Um, so, uh, Binding of Isaac has some of that. In addition, Rebirth adds so many things. It adds uh, a ton of new enemies, a ton of new power ups. Uh, it's just that game has so many things in it, and learning it is has been such a Fun experience for me this year, and nice. I I just keep playing it, and I cannot stop because it is always different.
1: It definitely was at, right at the beginning of that huge roguelike boom a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Definitely spurred a lot of good games.
0: Yeah, like I I was watching the reason I played it at all. I I did not want to play it when I first saw it. First saw um, the original game, original Binding of Isaac, but. Um, because I was like, ah, the, the poop and the blood and, like, all these religious themes and, like, it, it all was just, like, I don't know... This is, this is not a thing I want to play. But uh, watching Patrick Klepek play through Spelunky and then after he got done with Spelunky, he started in on Binding of Isaac. And I had enough fun watching the Spelunky runs that I thought, okay, well, I'll watch, you know, some of these. And I was getting to the point watching him play that I was remembering items from just him playing and mm. I'd go, Oh no, that's not the one you want. Patrick don't, don't even, don't even go for that. And then he'd get it and I'm like, no, you idiot. And it totally screwed up his runs. And I was getting so invested just watching someone else play that once it came out for Vita, uh, and I could get rebirth. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm into this. <laughs> and, and I immediately was, and, oh, that game is awesome. I just wish it wasn't, so gross like I I don't even really like Super Meat Boy because of the same reasons like that game yeah. is just kind of sickening and
3: really yeah, yeah
0: it's this little blood dude running around he's it's just gross. a little piece of meat uh, that's it I it's he's adorable he's fine it's when he gets like buzzsawed and now there's oh, blood yeah, sports everywhere still, it's and, a
2: little it's like slapstick Looney Tunes
0: okay movie. yes I Super Meat Boy is not nearly as bad, but, like, that, it, it's made by the same guy, yeah, it, yeah. like, it comes in, and Bind of Isaac is such, like, it's a story about a mom who gets told by God to kill her son, and the son escapes into the basement to, like, get away from his mom who was trying to kill him. And then there's a bunch of poop and blood and shit and garbage. And what the fuck is going on? Cancer is a power up. You pick up cancer and it makes your character better.
1: Or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like you'll collect mom's underwear or like mom's uh, pills, pill purse, and like there's a lot of just gross shit. Like you, you get, um, you get like a safety pin. And when you pick up, like one of the cool things about the game is that every item you pick up. Uh, every power-up you get, like, shows up on your character. So you have these super fucked-up-looking people at the end of the game because they've got, you know, Mom's wig on, and then they're also, uh, they also got some item that turns them into, like, this dark ghost. So now they're just kind of this black thing with yellow eyes that have purple grape juice coming out of them, And you're wearing this bright orange wig, and you have a goat head on too, because fuck, why not? (laughs) Like, those, like, that stuff is nuts. But, like, the safety pin one, it just puts a safety pin in your head. Like, what the fuck, game? Like, this is, like, there's a lot of sick shit in this game. There's a blood clot as a power up, and just one of your eyes has this giant bloodshot, clotted eye, and it just shoots red tears instead of your normal water tears
1: i want to see I, w- I want you to film yourself playing this game because i just picture you uh, like with a grimace on your face the entire time but you're just having such a blast you're like oh i hate that i'm having fun with this that you are exactly right
0: like <laughs> I, I i'm gonna put up my top five list uh, in a in a more text form uh, and I, I think we all are but in mine like i literally have is like the final sentence is man I, I really wish the visuals could play on a totally different set of themes because this is one of the best games that I have ever played in terms of cool stuff and well playing and everything. It's just that it. I get so nauseous playing some of this garbage. Like, it just sickens me. It's terrible, but it's also amazing. So that is my number two. You sound uh, conflicted. <laughs> I am so conflicted. I I don't want to play Mugenics. I I know that's Edward McMullen's next game. I, I have no interest in playing most of his games, but that one is just so good. <sighs> anyway, I will I will stop talking about that. Zach, why don't you uh, hit us with your last pick?
1: Drumroll. Br- no, it's it's an old game, but you could have gotten it this year on Club Nintendo with your your fake money coins that you have. So that's why it counts. Damn it. Fine by me. Yeah. It was released on virtual console, I think a year or two ago, but it's donkey Kong for game boy or donkey Kong 94. And uh, yeah, that game is just timeless. It's so good. That came out more than 20 years ago and it's still just, just flawless. Like it has some of the best uh, humor platforming, like feel it's a really good puzzler. It's just really good, and it takes a while to to play through. Uh, If you haven't checked out Donkey Kong and Game Boy, it's not just the arcade game Donkey Kong. It's much more than that. Um, Yeah, it it really
2: surprises you in the beginning of that game where it starts off exactly like Donkey Kong. You play 25 meters up to 100 meters, and then it ends. You're like, oh, cool, I beat the game. I wonder if there's anything more. And then Donkey Kong gets up, takes Daisy, I believe, in the game, and walks off. Or Paulina, yeah, and just walks off and you start this whole like like almost uh, this quest where you're just
1: doing puzzles, uh, in Donkey Kong fashion. Yeah, it's and it's so good. Like if you're if you're not doing levels that you have to find a key to unlock a door and Donkey Kong's nowhere in sight, you're doing levels that could have fit into the arcade game. Like it would be really interesting to see like a ROM hack or something where somebody takes all of the Donkey Kong levels, like where you're Just chasing up girders to you know get to get to Pauline again and like stitch them together to make a comprehensive like new Donkey Kong game in in the arcade game format. I don't know. It's there's a I I honestly don't know why it's been kind of lost to time. So
0: you want is what I'm hearing is you want Crossy Road with Donkey Kong, (laughs) Kong Kongy Dunk. Uh, like
2: it, it's a long, long game I mean, I like that there's an ending to it And it ends in such a spectacular way You fight, uh, spoilers too uh, You fight a giant Donkey Kong At the end of the game And it is just, it's epic And just absolutely
1: just a blast to play Yeah, it ends with um, yeah that, that huge fight like you mentioned But after they beat Donkey Kong up And he shrinks down to normal size And you're, you get your Mega Mushroom And your normal Mario size which was a weird twist, also. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you they, they take like a family photo together. It doesn't make yeah, a lot with of sense. Uh,
2: Paulina and Donkey Kong Jr.'s the hair. It's, yeah. You know, it's a great ending. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's 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 such a well rounded game. Uh, yeah. And there, there's just a lot a lot to say about it. I, I can't believe it's been lost to time. I, I really cannot believe that that one is kind of no one ever talks about it. No I, one does. You're right.
0: Like, it's one uh, of it's one of my kind of shame games. In that I when I first got my Game Boy, some of the, like, the, the first games I had for it was Mega Man V, so 5, but, like, the Game Boy 5 that was completely different than Mega Man 5 on the NES, um, and Tetris and Donkey Kong 94, and I played a lot of it, I remember it pretty vividly, uh, I was not good at that game, I don't think I've ever beaten it, and that is something that, like, man, I, that was a, game that I played for a really long time, and to never have actually finished it kind of shames me a little bit But this cool game.
2: It's it's not an easy game, too, at the end, either. I mean, it gets hard, and you have to learn the trick jumps. Like, the Somersault was first used in that game that's now a staple in Mario games. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it tests your platforming abilities and your ability to solve puzzles in, like, that kind of fashion. It's really a lost
1: gem on the Game Boy. Uh, I recorded a, a sort of review video of it over the past couple days. Uh, it's kind of my baby, so go check that out. It's just on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ZFleeman. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of my baby right now. I like promoting it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, was, I, check it out. I thought it was good. And then uh, I'm also going to shamelessly uh, kind of take part in that and steal you for a Gamers on the Go episode about it uh, sometime in the future. Very cool. So we'll make sure that happens. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Donkey Kong ninety four. Everyone should play it in preparation for the podcast that uh, Zach and I are going to do on it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a cheap count because it it just it got released on Club Nintendo, which is which is not even a thing. But I was scrambling for picks, so there's my fifth pick. Uh, Happy New Year.
0: Do do <laughs> either of you remember when Super Mario Land two came out? Oh so, yeah. Did when was that? Was that pre or post uh, Donkey Kong ninety four?
2: Pre, pre.
0: Okay. All right.
2: Uh, I want to say that was 1993.
0: Okay. Cool.
2: Maybe 92. I, I can't remember exactly sure, but yeah, it was definitely before Donkey Kong uh, 94. All
3: right. Cool. Because
2: that, was, that was, uh, came out in tandem with the uh, Super Game Boy.
0: Uh, did it? Which was oh, yeah, because it was one of it. the first one that had like the backgrounds on it, didn't it? It
2: did, yep. It was designed for Super Game Boy and had the full color palette. Nice. Uh, I definitely rented a super game boy just to try it out with that and ended up playing most of the game like it using it
0: i need to i need to snap that into like a game boy color and see did did that have like color palettes for that too
2: oh i'm trying to remember i mean i lost my cart when i got my game boy color so i, I can't remember if it
0: did Might not. I, I mean it had to have some kind of color Something because that's what they. Yeah, all did, but,
2: but I don't think it was as dramatic as you know any of the Game Boy Color games like Link's Awakening DX
3: or anything. Well, like that. sure,
0: yeah, but I meant like yeah. even if it was something like Pokemon that had at least a color palette for all its characters.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, cool.
0: I was just wondering like if they actually had that somersaulting mechanic and then went back to Super Mario Land Two that totally did not. Uh, but good that it came out after, I guess.
3: Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Matt, you're number one. My number one
2: uh, is a game by Yacht Club Games. Came out uh, like uh, earlier this year. It's uh, Shovel Knight, an old-school design-focused game that is very reminiscent of uh, Mega Man and uh, DuckTales. Basically, you play as Shovel Knight. He's a knight with a shovel. And you are on a quest to uh, defeat the Empress uh, in her tower, against her other uh, knights, like uh, Tinker Knight and King Knight and all these other ones, Mole Knight especially. I, I mean, this is just a absolutely true-to-form NES-style game, uh, pretty much coming with the concept, like, we want to make this like it would be on the NES and go no further, and they pretty much pull it off in spades. Like, everything from just the background uh, designs to... The overworld to the music itself by Jake Vertka Kaufman is just absolutely just one of my favorite games of the year. I played it. I still want to play more of it, and so much so that I bought it on my Wii U as well just to see what it would look like on the big screen. And uh, I have to say, it looks really great on the 3DS, especially a 3D mode in some of the later levels. It mm-hmm. uh, does this very nice like diorama, like foreground, background, mid-ground kind of thing that is, uh, it it absolutely looks great and stunning. Uh, It also does a lot of interesting things, such as this risk-reward design, where if you die, you lose a lot of your, uh, some of your money and jewels that you've uh, discovered, but you can go back, and if you don't die up to that point, you can recover what you've lost. You can also destroy checkpoints in the game and get more money that way, but if you destroy a checkpoint, you lose the ability... To use that later, so you might get sent back all the way to the beginning of the game. Uh, offers like a great challenge and uh, you know, ones that's not too hard, not too easy. I think it. Yeah, it's definitely my game of the year.
0: It is. It is a really great game. Um, and a uh, guy. Uh, these are top five lists, but uh, I made a. I made a ten in my mind, um, and then on this sheet of paper that. <laughs> that is not going to go anywhere but uh, but yeah it's it's number 8 on my top 10 and cuz i thought Nidhogg and banner saga were really amazing yeah. um but shovel knight damn that that is a it is such a good game and it was so cool to talk to the guys at yacht club and hear them talk about their kickstarter and how they how they were able to bring this game to life and how they were able to um make it as nostalgic, not just nostalgic driven, but um, like as true to the old NES stuff as possible. Like there are a couple of things that you're not going to get like the, the parallax scrolling. And there are a couple of colors that mm. uh, they had to fudge um, just to make it a better game. Uh, but they, there are so many things in that that are so lovingly crafted and yeah, it is, it's just incredibly well made. Um have they actually brought out the the DLC stuff that lets you play as uh, other um Shield Knight? Yeah. No, not yet. Cuz there was Shield Knight and then I thought they were also doing another thing where you could play as one of the the bosses. Uh, and they were having like a vote on which boss you could play as
3: and
2: Yeah, nothing nothing like that has been announced yet. Okay. I mean, I I think they're going to come out hopefully soon, so uh, it is coming to Vita, though, this year, so... Oh, that's
0: that's good. I, that that seems like a really good place for it. Uh, I don't know if the... I know it looked great on 3DS, but I don't know if the 3DS actually had anything on that second screen that was super I, necessary.
2: I mean, it was just like, you know, quick, you know, touch here, and you can swap to that. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess you could switch to Instead
0: of ideas. pressing that pause. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that was nice. I, I'm glad I played it on the 3DS. I think that's mm-hmm. a solid way of playing it.
1: That'll be one of the first I download after I get my new 3ds for sure. Yeah, I I I just
0: I talked a little bit
2: earlier about how it's like uh, it's on sale. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah, if if yeah, okay. (laughs) It's one of the first I will
1: play on my new 3ds.
2: Uh,
1: It it, is. It's a
2: fifteen dollar game. Definitely worth the fifteen dollars though. There's just a lot. It's funny. Like it has some wit to it. I I really appreciate the writing and just uh, being a little clever to you know to the point that it knows what it is and kind of breaks the mold a little bit in like terms of uh, like, being what an NES game could have been, what it is, and like it definitely stays within those confines and definitely busts down the doors a bit on some others.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's weird to me is that I, like I said before, I am not good, nor do I really take a lot of enjoyment out of you know Mega Man-style games. And then this game also brings out a lot of like really old Castlevania style that I've also never played in old school Castlevania. I've seen it played. I know the, the, the mm-hmm. things. Um, and then it also definitely has the DuckTales style, you know, jumping and pogo stick ideas. Um, and I've never really played much DuckTales either, and I'm also not good at it. Um,
2: Shaking my head. You gonna so this you doesn't
0: this doesn't seem like a game that I should love, but... I played through all of it, and I unlocked everything I could unlock, and I, I I had a really great time playing that game, and I will definitely go back to it. Um, it is kind of, it is the World dig of this year for me, where it's like one of those games that I feel I could go back to on a weekend and just play through, blaze through all of it, and just have a nice little time whenever I felt like playing it. Um, so that is, that is cool. Uh, It is a good game. I liked it a lot. But not as much as my number one game, which I played for certain more than any other game, and I put a good number of hours into Braille Default, um, and even more hours, I'm sure, into Pokemon, Omega, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire, which also did not make my top five list. Um, But the game that did, number one, is Threes, and I am... I am so surprised that this game is my number one. It is not It is not an overly complicated game. There is very little two, threes. Um, but what's there is just so perfect. Um, i've I've talked a lot about uh, Drop Seven on Gamers on the go in different uh, places and different shows, and that game was always a game that I would play. You know, whenever I had a free moment, that I would, uh, you know, if I was waiting for, you know, my car to get an oil change, or um, was waiting in line at something, or was at a restaurant and my friend was coming in five minutes, and I just needed to, you know, do something to occupy myself, it was always Drop Seven, until Threes came out. And then even when threes came out, I was like, all right, threes is kind of cool, but it's no drop seven. Like, nothing's as good as drop seven. And then I just found myself playing a little bit more threes and a little bit more threes and less and less drop seven. And it's I'm at this point now where I play almost nothing but threes whenever I get a free moment. I, I play I play threes while watching TV. I play threes while going to the bathroom. I play threes... You know, during loading screens of other games, it is, it's such a simple concept that is executed on so well. I, I like how, I like how there's just a little bit of luck involved in that game. Like there's so much skill you're, you're, you know, getting these tiles to, to go together like one and one and two make a three. And then from then on, you're constantly trying to combine like numbers Um, so threes into sixes and sixes into twelves and every time you swipe to, to move, which is such a great feeling thing to, to just swipe in the direction that you want to, uh, move your entire board in, uh, something comes from the other side and it, it gives you a slight hint. When the game first came out, it gave you the very slightest hint of what it would come, what would be coming. So it, you'd know it would either be a one, a two, or something else. Uh, and I thought that was great. That was like the purest moment of threes for me. And then, like I, the developers caved a little bit uh, since the game has come out. Like now you you used to be able to uh, know like if it was a one, a two, a three, or something higher than three, and now it, you can know if it's a 1, a 2, or a range of something else. Like, it, it could be, like, this could be a 3 to 6, or this could be a 12 to 48, or, you know, this is going to be something like that. So, um, I feel like it's lost a little bit of its purity, but at the same time, I am still just having a blast playing a game or two of threes every single day. I'm, I'm almost positive I have played that game at least once every single day since it came out. And, and for that threes is just the one game that I, it'll be the game that I continue playing well into 2015 and beyond. Whereas most of these other games, maybe not Binding of Isaac, I feel like that one's probably also going to stick around too, but, um, those other games are kind of one and done. Uh, so
2: for... the one game to get is threes then?
0: Yeah like there's there's no reason not to get threes. it is cheap.
2: Threes is for you
1: high five
0: yeah absolutely <laughs>
1: I, yeah I, I played threes a lot when it came out and for months afterwards and recently played it again and yeah that's a that's a good un. like that's a i would like like you chase i I played a lot of drop seven, probably not nearly as much, but it definitely did take that yeah it, it was that perfect mobile fix that drop seven was mm-hmm Three, so Uh, you should get that's a a great
0: pick. You should get both. I mean, drop seven's free, uh, so that helps. Um, it's a Zynga game, so you can like pay, I don't know, a buck or two bucks to get rid of the ads if you want. But, um, but threes, like, I think that game is two bucks, three bucks, something like that. Um, it's, it's the cheapest game on my list, and it's the one I played the most. And so, in just terms of value, I think you're getting so much out of threes. Um, or if you want to be a piece of shit, you can download 2048 for free. Um, but I would suggest not being a piece of shit and, and buying the original non-cloned Ugh, version. I
2: have to pay money for my iOS games? It is,
0: Ugh. 20, I, As a person who has played a little bit of 2048, uh, just out of curiosity, that game lacks so much heart that you'd never think you'd find in such a simple puzzle game like 3s. But every tile has like a little face on the bottom of it, and when you combine them and get into higher numbers, the faces get a little more elaborate, and the music is just kind of. I, I don't even play the game with music that often because I've. It's just a, a habit that I've had with mobile handheld games where I always turn the sound down because if I'm playing in a public, I don't want people to be bothered by my music. Um, but the music in threes is really quaint and comfy and it fits so well with the the cutesy little visual stuff it's it's so clean it has such heart i i don't know if i'll ever stop playing threes and like that that might be the biggest compliment i could ever give it so threes my number one game of the year i i feel bad that i couldn't call it my number three game of the year but it's it's deservedly number one year. yeah absolutely it's deservedly number one though uh so those were our top fives each uh and i i feel pretty good about those i i have a list of games now from both of you guys that i need to go and try out because none of your top fives were on my top five uh and i feel like i missed out on a lot of those good ones yeah, I
2: really like how that worked out. Yeah. Do uh, sure. you guys have any honorable mentions or?
0: Uh, I wouldn't uh, say honorable mentions, but I think there's still a lot to talk about. Like yeah, I know
2: like, like your shortlist, things that just didn't make it to the top 5, but sure. like, Smash Brothers, yeah, Shovel Knight.
1: S- Smash Brothers was mine for sure. Yeah. Like that was that was great, but I got it on Wii U and I haven't played it on 3DS. I, I sort of lied to myself saying, "Yeah, for sure. I'll play Smash Brothers on 3DS after" comes on we Wii U, you, you know, keep the dream alive. It's right. a mobile Smash Brothers. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, but it, that, I mean, that's such an impressive game. Like every time I play it, I just think, "Oh, they they did it! Like this works, and it's fantastic. Good job."
2: Mm. Yeah, for me, like I said, loof browsers because I, I don't own a Vita, so it'd be kind of a, a bit cheap if I said I played it on a mobile game. But I actually played on Steam, but it it plays really well. On pretty much, I could say any PC uh that that can do basic graphical user interface uh I can definitely say Monument Valley just would have made my top five if I didn't like Kirby so much this year, but <laughs> it's an absolute joy to play uh cheap two three dollars uh, very zen like kind of music and just uh, like a puzzles for an m c Escher kind of feel to it and uh yeah, definitely worth picking up and checking out
0: and it had new levels that just came out for it too, right. Yep.
2: Yeah, DLC. uh, You have to pay for it, but uh, I'm definitely going to check that out after I get through the puzzles. It doesn't take too long. In fact, I'm almost done with it. Uh, Another one that I had, 1001 Spikes, that you can find on Wii U and 3DS. It kind of looks a little like Splunky, but it's not exactly the same. It's more just a straight-up action platformer that just has white-knuckle challenge. Uh, If I had played more of it, it might have made my list. Uh, what else? Uh, Zeo Drifter, one that I just picked up and just didn't have enough time to play with it, uh, but it's definitely reminiscent of like a Metroidvania kind of style game that is just really really surprisingly good.
0: Nice. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of uh, 1001 Spikes being played and I have no interest in that sort of masochism um, but that game looks really good. Um, and yeah, I, it's solid it's very solid I considered playing it but there's there's just a lot of memorization in terms of knowing how to get through this crazy nuts demon level uh, that it it just it wasn't enough for me to to really try it out but I I can definitely see the appeal of that game um, for me um, I, I told said it, uh, I said it before uh, banner saga it's fantastic so far, and I just need to play more of that game before I can really give it my complete uh, recommendation. Nidhogg uh, came out for Vita this year, uh, and I guess it also came out for Steam this year too. Uh, it's kind of been around for a while, but it just actually got an official release this year. Uh, that game is fantastic. The, the two-player fencing-style tug-of-war, um, but and while the Vita version you know you can have uh, I think it's on both versions where you can do a single player where you're playing against computer opponents that's just it's not nearly the same when you're playing against a computer uh, you should definitely be playing that multiplayer with somebody um, you know right next to you if you if you can um, I, I think the I, I know the Vita version has online play and I just don't really want to play online even though it I, I mean you could it, it would just feel like playing the computer to me <laughs> um but that game is cool, and if I had other people to play that game with, it would probably be even higher on my list. Um, uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire was a solid Pokemon game, and that's about it. Like it's <laughs> it's based on my least favorite uh Pokemon game from the from previous generations. Uh, but it was really solid. it got my attention uh, if you want to listen more about that, that was the last episode episode thirty five uh, was on that so uh you can listen to that and and hear about how I thought it was pretty good but it just it wasn't it wasn 't the revolution that x and y were uh last year, so it just doesn't doesn 't quite get the same appeal out of me um, one that I felt was a little <sighs> I, I mean, I guess if I counted Binding of Isaac, I should have count the, counted this too, but uh, Rogue Legacy came out for Vita this year, but it's been out for a, a year or so on, a, on PC and Steam. Um, that game is really good. I, in terms of like a roguelike that you actually get a little bit of something out of it each time you play, Like it's it's not just... like There is something persistent in that game as well. It is not like the traditional... Rogue-like, like a Binding of Isaac is where you die and you're done, um, you at least get some money that you can turn into kind of an experience, level system thing uh, that was really cool. And I played that game for a lot of hours in, uh, in 2014. Um, and once I beat it, uh, it opened up like a new game plus extra challenge mode that I started in on, but then I immediately went no, remember how many hours you lost to this when you first played it? Maybe you should put it aside and play something else. Um, so I really loved it, but it was kind of one of those burn burn brightly and burn quickly games for me, and, and I just kind of ended up putting it aside. Uh, but it is a really incredible game. Um, Zach, you mentioned Fantasy Life before. I played through a, a good chunk of that game. I think it's really cool i think yes you would really like it because it does have that kind of um it's almost like a cross between a dragon quest 9 and an animal crossing and okay. the parts that are dragon quest 9 are not the parts you would not like so it i mean it's it's not like a really difficult strategy rpg because it's uh it's more like an action rpg you're you know you you can hit the button to swing your sword, and your sword swings. Uh, but you don't have to do any combat in that game at all if you don't want to. Um, oh. There are ways to go through that game just as like you pick the different jobs that you wanna that you wanna do, and you can switch jobs at any time. And hey, you you probably do want to do some combat in that game because it's going to make things a lot easier. Uh, but for many of the jobs, you can rank them up without having to do any combat at all so like you can do be a fisherman and just you know if there's an enemy coming towards you you can run away from them and get out of the way Um, but all you do is just go and find fish and um, they have lots of different mini games some of the games depending on the jobs are a little similar like blacksmith and woodcutter and tailor are all pretty similar in the way that their mini games play uh, but just the amount of things that you can do in that game is really cool. I more or less abandoned that story very soon into that game because it's kind of fluff and nothing's there, but, um, just being able to go through the jobs and kind of have like this daily life thing has an Animal Crossing feel, although it's not... With Animal Crossing, you always get to a point where it's like, oh, man, I've done everything there is to do today. That That's not a thing in fantasy life. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, you can just kind of keep playing that game as like an action RPG for as long as you want. Um, but there's, there's something to that game, and I just didn't get through enough of it, and I think I just kind of ended up putting it down because uh, Persona Q came out, and I wanted to try that. Uh, that I didn't actually end up finishing it, but um, that game has a big crafting system uh, involved with it, where you can craft in uh, not just weapons and armor, but you can get uh, even better tools, like you can get a fire axe that will help you chop down trees better, um, which helps your woodcutter. And I like how a lot of the jobs have synergy along with them, like you can do the very basic loop of being a black uh, being a miner who goes out and mines the ore then becoming a blacksmith and taking that ore and turning it into weapons and armor and then being a paladin who then takes those weapons and armor and then uses them to uh you know get kill things and get money Um, nice
1: yeah i I definitely think that will make more That'll, that'll be good for me because i think Animal Crossing, for me now, is kind of a slog. And even though I do look forward to maybe a new one coming out someday so I could play through it now that I have another person in my house that could maybe use my Wii U to join my village or something like that, Mm -hmm. um, I think adding more gamey elements to an Animal Crossing game would be a good idea.
3: Yeah,
0: and it's got a really charming art style. Like, if you like the Animal Crossing art style, it's not exactly the same, but there are a lot of things that look kind of similar. I mean, Level 5 made it, so... Um, while it's not exactly like a Professor Layton art style either, uh, it's from those same kind of people, and it's got a very similar happy feel to it. And it's just there. There's a lot of really charming, nice things about that game. Uh, it just, it I, I didn't find it like one of my top ten or top five or anything like that. But it was it's a solid release this year. And maybe if I had played even more of it and gotten through more of the story. Maybe it would have been higher, but I, I had a good time. Um, i trying to think of anything else that came out this year. Um, oh, uh, there was a new Kingdom Rush this year. And, <laughs> man, last year's Kingdom Rush was one of my favorite games of that year, uh, which was really impressive considering Link Between Worlds and and Fire Emblem came out last year, too. Um but this this new one is fine. It's just they really didn't change enough. And uh, and Ironhide Games like, like Frontiers over the original Kingdom Rush felt like such a evolution. Um, and this game is kind of in that kind of Far Cry Four camp of oh, it's nice. It's just the same. Um and it hit me more with this game than Far Cry 4. I'm actually still really enjoying Far Cry 4, but um, but this one, I just, I, I kind of put it down. Like, a lot of the new towers don't feel that great. Uh, I haven't found strategies that I really like so far. Uh, I think some of the new enemies that they did make are kind of unfun and maybe a little broken. Um. And I just, I was not having nearly the great time that I was with the first two games. Uh, It's still, at its core, it's still Kingdom Rush, and there's still some really cool tower defense things going on in there, but if you've never played one before, I'd still tell you to get Frontiers, because that is the one. Um, And, you know, maybe they'll get it right next year, or maybe they won't do a Kingdom Rush next year and really think about it, but... uh, it's just, it's not the. There are better Kingdom out there, and you should go play those instead. Um, I think that's all the stuff I would want to talk about.
2: Well, quickly, what are you guys looking forward to next year or this year? I should say,
1: Steampunk, Advanced Wars. What is it called? Oh, Code, yeah,
0: Code Name Steam. Oh, yes, right there with you.
1: Yeah, that would yeah. be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, you you took mine. That's it. Like that's the, uh,
2: Majora's that's, Mask re release on Oh Yes,
0: yeah, yes, ma'am. I mean, as a as a uh, my thoughts on nope. Zelda are well documented. Don't you start? Don't you start? <laughs> it's it's not that I don't like Majora's Mask. It's that it falls under the same Zelda trap that all the other ones do. Of uh, I I I'll buy it. I'll play through a good portion of it, and I'll probably never finish it. <laughs>
2: I'll give it that. Majora's Mask was a really tough game, especially at the later part. But uh, man, it is—it's still the most creative Zelda they have done since uh, Link Between Worlds.
0: Yeah, it's uh, there's there's some cool things in there that I will look forward to playing. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Like I, I, we talked a little bit about uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. I'm sure that'll be fine. I, I wonder if it's going to be too much like a Mega Man game uh or not but we'll see Um, uh
2: banner saga is coming to vita uh shovel knight like i said
0: and banner saga 2 is also coming out i don't know exactly what platforms i think it's going to start out on a console might be like xbox one or something
2: or maybe pc probably
0: well yeah i'm sure there'll be a pc version but i know it's coming to one of the new consoles Mm -hmm. um but i wonder if that means it's not going to come to ipad or or portable systems, and that would be a real uh, so shame. i when the next
2: I... iPad comes out.
0: Yeah, maybe. But that is such a cool game to play on iPad, and I think it is cool because it is on the iPad, um, and it should stay there. Oh, uh, FTL, Advanced Edition, came out this year.
2: Mm. Um, uh, I... That's a game I played from uh, years past that I played this year on the PC, and my God.
0: That is, that is a really I... great game, and Advanced Edition start. adds some cool things. Yeah. Um, I'm playing it on the iPad, and... I I don't think it's as fun to play on the iPad as it is on the on the uh computer, but it's uh it's still really good. They added some cool things. There are like a thing drones that can suck the air out of your uh ship. Uh and that that just is nuts. It can it adds like another couple layers of strategy on top of an already thick with strategy game. Um, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like that pretty much covered everything. Flappy Bird? <laughs> we all had Definitely fun Flappy with Flappy Bird. Bird and Swing Copters. and uh, I'm sure we,
2: we've we all played that. Because yeah. it's free.
0: Yeah. Good times.
2: Too bad I didn't sell my iPhone with Flappy Bird while it was still <laughs> the hot shit.
0: Yeah, I, I had never played Flappy Bird because I, I instantly got it. And it was like... I, I I understand this game. That's fine. Yeah. I don't I don't need to play it. It's and yeah, then I
2: I got I got like two points in swing cockers and like, that's
0: enough. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, we're good. There it is. <laughs> but yeah, once it once it got taken off, one of my friends was talking about how like, Oh, I can't believe they took it off and I was like, eh, yeah, I guess. But was it really that great back. of a game? And then she immediately shoved it into my hands and was like, No, you should really try it and I did and I was like, Yeah, it's cool it's a flappy thing and yeah Top to win like uh have you played jetpack joyride because that game's better than this
1: all right <laughs> debatable really what no I, I like flappy bird quite a bit it's stupid as hell i
0: Jet thought you were joyride is, like the jetpack biggest
1: joyride is of course a great game
0: yeah i thought you were like its biggest fan
1: oh, for a little bit there okay
0: all right. Well, yeah, it's been a really great 2014, and I want to thank you both. Uh, you've come on for multiple episodes, I'm pretty sure, in uh, 2014, and I hope to have you both on for uh, for shows in in this new year. Um, I and I hope there are more games coming out than the ones that we could name. Because, quick that question, was
2: Chase, are you going to play Fusion yet? I'm really waiting on that. Maybe. <laughs>
0: I I got through a good portion of it. Uh, you you badgered me at one point, and I decided, like, okay, yeah, I'll play through some of that. And I did, and then I don't know what happened.
2: Well, maybe I'll wait until 2016. Right? <laughs> uh,
0: maybe I can make my same New Year's resolution of, like, oh, I'll, I'll play uh, Link's Awakening and Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time all this year. Like, I should really actually finish some of those Zelda games and then never huh. never do... Maybe I'll finish Mario Galaxy while I'm at it, or start <laughs> Mario Galaxy Two while I'm at it. Oh,
2: uh, yeah, I really do need to start Mario Galaxy Two. Or
0: what I'll probably end up doing is just playing more Far Cry Four. Yeah, uh, probably. And not really enjoying it a ton because it's the same game. <laughs> yeah. All right, so 2015. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get really happy and have good times in 2015. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Anyway, um, anything that you guys would like to plug more before uh, before we go off, Zach? I know you already mentioned your video review stuff, but uh, why don't you tell us where we can find that stuff again?
1: Uh, you know, I'm doing a lot more stuff on YouTube. I've been trying to get more into the Let's Play community. I just wrapped up in November Let's Play of uh, Pikmin Three. Uh, you can find that on my YouTube channel at youtubecom Uh And right now, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of messing around with doing. Maybe more condensed looks at games and kind of a review format. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm tired of what's new, what new is coming out, so I'm just looking back and seeing what I can replay and have fun with and record. Um, but yeah, a lot more video stuff to come from myself in 2015. Uh, check it all out, and I'm also on Twitter Z Fleeman. All that thing, all that stuff. It's it's good stuff.
3: Nice,
0: Matt.
2: Well, after getting a job in retail thinking I'd have a little bit more free time, and then realizing, oh yeah, holiday season, you don't get that much free time <laughs> in retail. Uh, I have a new episode shuffled on the way. its uh, I'll look back at 2014, not at like, the best music, but the uh, bands I saw live with a friend. Uh, we reminisce about what we saw, and I play some tracks from the artists that we, we uh, both of us saw this year. Uh, so look for that on CerebralPop.com. Uh, you can also check me out on Twitter, JiggySan, G-I-G-G-Y-S-A-N
0: nice and as for gamers on the go um we talked about a couple of different games that had episodes this year uh shovel knight being uh, especially one uh, to look at that one for whatever reason didn't seem to work with itunes um so to find that you need to go to gamers on the com and uh probably end up searching for shovel knight i think it's episode 30 i want to say three 32 or 33 so you should look into that that was a really good episode um other than that, we'll be we'll be doing more episodes in the future. You can uh, contact me about games that you want to see uh, mentioned on Gamers on the Go at GOTG Podcast, and then uh, like I said, Gamers on the Go dot com is where you can go and suggest a game that way. Uh, somebody suggested a game recently, uh, and I want to pull it up here so I remember what it was. Metroid Fusion. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Uh, that that will definitely need its own <laughs> show, but this one specifically uh, was Monster Max, a game Monster that I would never that. actually heard of. Uh, he did the Max, yeah. Um, it's for the uh, the Game Boy uh, for the original Game Boy, and uh, I'll look into it. It is uh, from what I've seen so far, it is an isometric uh, kind of platformer game platformer or like adventurous can't quite tell Um, but I'm doing a little bit of research I will definitely uh, find a copy and play it and uh, and who knows maybe I'll bring in one of these jokers to uh, to play it as well and we'll have a conversation about it but uh, I want to thank you both for coming on and thanks everybody for listening Uh, and we'll try to bring in some more good shows for you this new year thanks guys cool see you later always a pleasure Bye.